Bye, Ryan. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Today's quest is Base Raiders. This is uh, Heat 4 of our Adventure Base Raiding campaign. Uh, this is part 3 of Heat 4. Hurricane Harriet, Heroes Hell. Uh, last time, uh, the Ethereals, our super team, uh, had just managed to get to the super base at the bottom of the ocean, the hot lab, they suspect, uh, and are now trying to work out how to get inside. But first, let's introduce ourselves, starting with Ryan. Hey, everybody, I'm Ryan. Uh, you might recognize my voice from such actual play podcasts as Ragnarok, uh, which you should all totally be listening to. Uh, today, I am going to be playing Amriel. Amriel is a fallen angel. Um, she was summoned to the earthly plane by an evil sorceress uh, who used her as her supernatural muscle before Ragnarok happened. Uh, her, her mistress then disappeared, and she was left to her own devices on Earth, and she became a base raider, uh, teamed up with uh, the other two, and has gone pro. Okay. Uh, my name is Alex, and you might also recognize me from the Ragnarok podcast. And today I am playing Greg. He is a sentient alien nanoswarm who was sent to this earth to achieve first contact, but his entire race was enslaved by the time he got here. So he is base raiding to find stuff that will allow him to go back and free his people. And if you stand inside of him, he smells like a fart. Hmm. And I'm Finn. And I'm playing Yuri, uh, who was once uh, a professional rally driver, uh, killed in a horrible crash, raised as a cybernetic warrior, uh, recently found the cloned body of a former fascist, now dead, but not really that body. Um, and I mean, now he's essentially fair, kind of. To be fair, he's the former fascist, next to Mussolini. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it wasn't his body, it had his face, it doesn't have his face anymore. Um, <laughs> and now essentially he's kind of, yeah, he's, he races for the thrill of it to, to find the life in his second life. So Raymond, where in the Pacific did this hurricane form? Because there are different naming conventions depending on where it forms in the Pacific. Well, it's a parallel universe, Alex, and to be honest, I didn't much give it that, that level of thought. So, I just was well, like, you know what would be cool? Uh, a base at the bottom of the ocean. You know what would be doubly cool? If they had to try and cross a hurricane. Well, since you gave it such a conventional name, it obviously formed in the eastern North Pacific. Well, there you go. You had the answer all along. Congratulations. Was oh, it Henriette? Harriet. Harriet. Oh, there's no Harriet coming. There's a Henriette in 2019. No Harriet. Oh. I'm sorry. In 2019? Wait. Oh, right, because they schedule them out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they don't use them again. They schedule yeah. when all the hurricanes are going to hit. Had they used Harriet yet? Uh, there is no Harriet on the list. All right. See? So, Parallel Universe confirmed. Illuminati. Alex, Alex doing his best to negate your cool modifiers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alex, uh, if it the North Pacific, they get a, like, Hawaiian name. Oh, that's kind of cool. I wish I'd known that, because that would have been pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I had considered including a amateur base rating team in this run that was surfers. <laughs> but you decided to do the actual base raid, as opposed to the thing that I think Finn suggested, where he was like, I mean, we could do what the true survivors are doing and bail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you'd bailed, there would have been surfer-themed base raids uh, nice. as well. Uh, so, you know, all contingencies catered for. Uh, so, um, let's, the, let's set the scene a little. Uh, you've just managed to escape a kaiju from another universe trying to eat you um you've managed to get out of the turbulent um what is the word that we use tectonic rip uh and uh you also managed to not get impaled on the jagged ocean floor um sitting um a hundred meters or so back from the edge of the um, tectonic rent uh, is this sort of disc-shaped, it looks like, uh, structure um, that has kind of... It's almost like a gear, I suppose, or a cog. Well, I guess a cog's the little nub bits. Anyway, so there's a there's like a... It's almost a gear-shaped building. Um, it's hard to get a good sense of what it looks like because all you have are the headlights and some sonar. So you've got a pretty good idea of the shape, but it's hard to conceptualize in your heads. Um, it, it's giving off a fair bit of heat, um, which is interesting. I mean, well, it is a hot lab. Um, indeed, it's a hot lab, but it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be a uh, hundred degrees Celsius and rising. Like oh, you're getting wow. fluctuating heat off of it, so that might just be that it's the outer shell or something is quite warm. But it it is suspicious. Uh, it is not raised up off of the seafloor. It looks like it is built down into it. Uh so it's not like a disc on stilts sitting up on top of a cliff. It's built on, near the edge of the cliff and is built down into that cliff face um, to a degree. Uh, so what are you guys going to do? Uh, well, uh, Yuri's driving. Mm. Yeah. We had the plan of pulling up beside it and trying to well is it does it uh is it raised off the floor or is it just straight on the ocean floor um it is embedded into the ocean floor so it looks like it oh, probably has okay. levels under in the ocean floor and there's a sec and there's sections of it sticking up above it probably doesn't go that far down into the ocean floor because then why I, would I was any just part of it stick was, above? If it, was raised, if it was raised up, it might have had like a moon pool that we could use. Yeah, exactly. So if it was raised up, 
you could just go under there and check if it has a moon pool. It yeah. might still have a moon pool, but then the entrance would have to be like in the cliff face, and you guys had trouble getting down that yeah. area before because of the t- current. Not impossible though. Totally doable. It's just that is the complication to going and searching for a moon pool down there. And there's no part like sticking out on the part on the on the surface part that would might uh, that could house a moon pool. Uh, no, there's nothing coming off the sides of this in a sort of a there's another structure over here and we've linked it kind of way. This whole thing okay. is this whole facility is self-contained. Um, gotcha. It has no um, what are they called? Um, it has no satellite facilities. Will do. It's not the word I was right. looking for. But okay. it'll work. There's no secret ideal underwater hot lab annex. <laughs> yeah, indeed. There's no annex. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Well, if there's no entrance, there's... then we have to uh, make one. Well, there's no obvious entrance yet. You haven't. You've just. This is like cursory glance. I have asked what you're going to do. Um, since since Amriel is working the sonar, uh, she's going to say to Yuri uh, that he should do a couple of sweeps above the base, and we'll see if we can build a map of this thing. This is just like the beginning to ships in the night. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. Let me see. I'm just working off of alertness or investigation. Either one. Okay, they're both at plus one. It doesn't matter. Investigation, if you have it. I got plus two. Nice. Um, so you're looking for any entrances. Um, so you do find a few, like, airlock doors. They look about person-sized, not large enough to get a vehicle into. They don't even look like they're built to have vehicles latch onto them, but there's uh, a few of the, there are, there are eight of them on every level that is above the surface, uh, above the uh, ocean floor. Um, so I guess another way of saying that is on every, every level that is visible. And you can see because of that distinctive levels above the, uh, emerging from the ocean floor, there are five levels to this thing. Uh, and each right. level is pretty large. I'd say um, six to seven meters. So I found 40 entrances. We just have to pick one. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. They're probably that, that, like that, emergency um, escape thingies. Like, oh, we need to get outside quickly. So we just have to hope that if we dock with one of these things, there isn't going to be, like, pyrotechnics that go off and, and shoot a, an escape well, they, pod. Well, they come. don't look like they have things to attach vehicles to them. They're pretty okay. much just emergency exit hatches. There's not even all... You're looking at them, and you're like, say Yuri gets close enough, you can shine your high beams on it. They have no, like, latches or anything. It's just like a big submarine door, like a bulkhead door. Um, there are windows on them. Um, 
you can't get uh you can't get um a good enough uh look inside uh yet from this angle um what, can I tell which way these things open? Like, do they open outwards? They open outwards. Okay. They have to open outwards, surely. Right. So we would have to find a way, if we wanted to enter through one of these things, find a way to open the door. Or I guess Greg could just eat through it. Greg can't operate in water. Yeah. As previously established by Alex. Yep. Well, I feel like Greg can operate in still water, but the current is going to literally rip him to pieces. I mean, you're a gas, so you'd diffuse through it. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, a container, like, yeah. a bottle if of it water. Was like, yeah, if it was, if you were on the inside of the airlock, as it's yeah, filled with water, you'd probably be fine. Or in an aquarium, like a exactly small... a, a swimming pool. But no, um, the, the ocean would uh, rip Greg to pieces. The pressure would be fine. He could survive the pressure. In fact, you'd That's probably be problem. compressed into a liquid because of the yeah. pressure, which would be worse. I don't know, and I don't want to find out. Yeah, so, I don't want to find out either, to be honest. It sounds horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Well, as far as I can figure it, the best chance we have... Do we have any modifications, like, on the Dotson's roof? No. No. Okay. So, if we can get... If we can get Yuri to park this thing with the roof up against the surface of the of the base, uh, and, like, f- right up flush, like, touching... Could we have Greg then eat through the roof and the wall of the base and... It cruise- would... It would actually be easier to get the bottom of the car to touch because you have no means of keeping pressure on between the roof and the base because of the way that your propulsion system is. Whereas you've got those grippy clamp legs, you could pull yourself down onto the floor. I was just thinking that, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking that, you know, there's there's, um, workings of the car that go underneath it. Well, yeah, totally. I understand. The point is there's no way to keep the car flush All right. if you do the roof. So I, you would work that out immediately. Either yeah, Yuri yeah. would say something or you'd know. Hmm. Uh, or we go looking for a moon pool. I think that's probably an easier option currently. Let's do that. Okay. I mean, there's, yeah. you're not detecting any other base rating teams nearby, so you've got time to prep. You can take the TKS approach, get here quick, and then plan, 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 plan. Well, uh, which true survivors are out. We fucked up uh, the Valkyrs, and so TKS is the only other one mm-hmm. who would be maybe making it over. And they didn't seem like they were counting on actually making it to the base. They did seem rather on point for attacking the Valkyrs. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't mean that they won't be here. They just might be showing up a bit yeah. later. I mean, they don't have to avoid giant tentacle monster, right? Or do they? Or do they? They don't. Oh damn! Lucky bastards. 
do have to deal with a hurricane because they're in a fucking speedboat. Oh, yeah, well, there is that. Alright, so move um, Yeah, I so say we, we sort of scope out, we brave the the turbulence of the side of the, the chasm. Well, that one's on and, you, Mr. Uh, Driver. Indeed, that'll be a drive check. Yep. And, like, scope out whether. Yeah, just do another radar sweep, I guess, to find any right. holes or entrances. Um, yeah, so we'll, like, yeah, dip over the edge into the trench. Mm-hmm. Um, and then keeping a safe distance from the from the wall. Uh, yeah. Try and keep it as relatively stable as we sort of, like, uh, scan across and, like, sink down a bit. Boop, boop, boop. Four. Nice. So you do notice that it's pretty hot on uh, in this um, crevice, crevasse. Crevasse mm-hmm. is the word I want. Uh, so the vehicle can't survive this temperature very long. Um, mm-hmm. the, you know, you're molecularly bonded for the pressure, but like the oxygen inside your cab is cooking, and you don't have a shit ton of that left. Mm. Um, so you do detect an opening beneath the base, but it doesn't look like it's, it looks like rough. It doesn't look like it was purposefully cut. Now that could be that it's disguised or it could be just that there's a hole under the base. Um, you don't know and you either have to pull out or go for it because... Going for it. All right, nice. That's, That's pretty daring. As soon as, like, Amrail's like, oh, I've got something, and I'm like, going in. <laughs> and we just plunge straight for it. Is it warm in here? It feels warm in here. <laughs> uh, all right, make me another drive check to thread the needle. <laughs> this one, uh... horribly. <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I got a is minus. It, I got is two. It difficult? I'm going to uh, invoke. Hang on. I'm going to spend a fate. Mm-hmm. And invoke. What about, what about, well, actually. Came back for more? Because you're literally in an abyss. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or I'm going to go throw it into the abyss. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, either. Yeah, throw it into because the abyss. We are, we are heading, head, we are plunging headlong into a small dark hole in a deep, bottomless chasm. Mm-hmm. If uh, we die, I'll see you guys in hell. <laughs> oh, you that's, that's, that's a really mean thing to say, Emriel, <laughs> when you know that hell exists. <laughs> no, she's she's like saying, like, oh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> I'll see you at my house. Yeah, right. cool. Unfortunately, I will have to torture you guys for an eternity. But after that first eternity, we can mess about and hang out. It'll be fine. It'll be good. I mean, you'll be irreparably changed. A six? Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, you beat the difficulty of three. uh, And you, you know, you shoot through the hole and it's real tight. It does not look like this was uh, cut for this purpose. We knock one of the side mirrors off. Yeah, it just goes, just <laughs> tumbling past. down into the chasm. Uh, and you realize that this is sort of going upwards, 
this hole, and then you see light ahead. I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I imagine back, and he's like, "I think I shouldn't go towards the light, but nope, to the light." <laughs> uh, do you go full speed or what? Uh, well, I don't know. No, no, like safe. Well, bordering on unsafe speed, but not <laughs> reckless. Okay, make me another drive check because you said bordering on unsafe speed. <laughs> yeah. Right. The uh, not the reckless, so that should bring the difficulty five. down a little bit. There is a difficulty to it. Yeah, it's five. Five for drive. Nice. Five for drive. Um, just the, you're accelerating towards it and there's the light and then at the last minute you're like, holy shit. Um, this is kind of a maintenance space for the geo, geothermal power plant that is this, that makes this facility viable. Um, and there's kind of a turbine just, the light's like a column of light because it's a moon pool above you. Um, and just beyond it is like this jet turbine looking thing. Um, and you very quickly pull up and this car does not maneuver well underwater. And one of your, um, clampy arm things gets smashed off as you launch up into the moon pool and slam into the roof of this submarine bay that is surprisingly small. Uh, and well, then you sort of crash to the ground. But you're, you know... Another not... successful landing. Yeah. There's like, a, there's like a beat, and then Emriel unbuckles her seatbelt. Falls onto the car door, because you're at a weird <laughs> angle. I imagine the producers are making ample use of the Dukes of Hazard theme song. Yep. Looks like them ethereal boys are at it again. Um, can I can I get the door open, or is it? Like, uh, no, because the door's open? like pinned against something, okay. and you're looking at the window, and it's like a submarine. It's actually vaguely person shaped. Um, it's about the size of a portaloo. Uh, it must be some kind of maintenance pod. So like a one person, they they shut down the turbine and go inside the, yeah. Yeah. All right, well. Uh, there's there's uh, four of them. Uh, actually, there's eight of them. Let's keep that theme up. Uh, scattered in a circle around and you've come launched out hit the overhead crane that drops them into the moon pool and then landed on one hmm. well then yeah, so, but you can get out the uh, doors on the other side of the car oh well then we'll just have to climb over onto the driver's side right Yuri we're waiting on you I like Pop the door, mm-hmm. clamber out, sideways. Yep. Uh, it's very, uh, there's a lot of white uh, 
blue and yellow motifs here, like prim prim primarily a white space with blue and yellow accents. Um, it's very... Uh, it's very spaceship without any mind to weight, cost, or space. Uh, so it's uncomfortably spacious. Like, it seems like this room shouldn't be this large. Um, like, this would make this place needlessly expensive to be this big. It's, you know, cramped spaceship as designed by movie producers. So it's not cramped at all. It's like this, the Ares from the Martian, or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Ares. Yeah. Oh, look how cramped it is. Like, there's like fucking five meters across <laughs> that hallway. That's not cramped at all. It's more spacious than my house. Oh, uh, if you had to stay inside for eight months, it might what do you get think ball. I do? <laughs> Well, I make I mean, a role-playing game podcast. I'm not going out there. You have the option to go outside. I suppose, if you put it like Just that. Saying. Anyway, the point is, it's it's more spacious than it should be, which tells you of how expensive it is. Yeah. Well, the ideal had little robots that uh, formed their bases, didn't they? Like out of I, the surrounding materials. Yes, they did have those. The um, build a base technology, which is like yeah. dig a big pit, yeah. put a box in it, program in what you need, and then <laughs> instant base. Uh, this was probably not built that way. Um, Ooh, it's custom. Uh, it, it has similar technology. Like, it's clearly the ideal, your professional base raiders, you've encountered ideal bases before, never one in this pristine a condition. Uh, this is, looks brand new, almost. Like, it looks, it looks like it's been used, it's not like straight off the production line, but it's in good condition. It's lived in, but still new, like there's not giant holes from space battles or anything in it. Uh, super powered battles, rather. I hope there wouldn't be too many space battles down here at the at bottom, the bottom of, the of the sea. That would be troubling. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. We all clamber out. Mm -hmm. And now you're room. standing yeah. in this room. You see, a, you see a few doors. Um, your best estimate puts you... If the levels are uniform uniform in size, the same as they were above the surface, you're probably about three to four floors below the surface, which would put the total structure at between... What's that? There's six above the surface, so nine to ten floors high. I say stories, it's more than that but it's 9 to 10 levels. Yep. Okay. Which makes it the largest base you've probably ever been in. Oh, my. Well, 
Rumi. Definitely. We're going to have to secure this thing, so we might as well start exploring. You see a well, few doors at least we have a direction to go. Up. That's true. There are three doors uh, on this room. There's two sort of at the... Um, uh, this room's circular, so there's two at the... Um, equatorial... It's not the word. Line. And then there's one at the back. Um of that at the pole we're describing it as if it was a sphere because it's the easiest way for me to describe it does this, do those descriptors make sense yeah <laughs> do I have a circle um, in my there's hands like one at each quarter but there's one missing from one of the quarters kind of yeah so hang on let me take this tea bag out of my teacup so there's two like that and then there's one okay. here. Um, any way to di differentiate them physically? Like, do do, two, do do they look like big, heavy airlock doors? Do we look like, uh, we have, like all three of them look closet? like big, heavy? All three of them look like big, heavy airlock doors. Okay. Do any of them have little windows? Uh, they all have little windows. Yeah, you could go look through those. Sure. Let's each take one. <laughs> Everyone's. <laughs> Everyone sees airlock chambers, basically. They're about a, a meter or two uh, wide and deep. So just large enough for, like, a, maybe two people to stand in them. Two um, people you, and a cloud of gas. A cloud. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, there's kind of high-tech wetsuit-looking things in there. They look similar to what TKS wears. So they're kind of like... Utilitarian Power Ranger suits. <laughs> nice. Uh, and there's uh, a handful of them hanging in every airlock. I found an airlock. I also found an airlock. So did I. Well, oh. then there's then it's a toss-up as to which one we go through. So... Um, Can we maybe try to make some... Uh, do any of them go upward? No, they're airlocks. So they're all on this level. Staircases yeah, yeah, to the next level would be in another spot. <sighs> Alright, so we gotta... Let's yeah. take the one that's opposite the blank wall. Did it? Yeah. Sounds good. All right. So the one that goes towards the middle of the base, you'd assume. Yeah. Whereas the other two probably go probably along inland. the outer edges. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you get up to it. There is a keypad next to it. Uh, and like is a handprint scanner or something. It doesn't have a handprint shape. It's just like a some kind of thing. scanner square thing that you must put something Roughly on. hand-sized. Yeah. But it doesn't have a handprint because I would assume that there are members of the ideal that are like Greg and are not humanoid-shaped. Thank you. Not everyone is as limited. Face scanner. You've got to put your whole right side of your face on it. But, yeah. mm. uh, well, I do not have a hand to put on there. 
Yeah, but now do we have the code? So. Uh, oh, right, we need the code too. Well, I can try to hack it. Yep. And if that fails, I can always tear it right off its hinges. This uh, airlock. I feel like I feel like I should point this out. Yuri, what are you wearing? The the bio suit. Mm-hmm. Who, who does the bio suit belong to? Right. All right. Yeah. Fair point. I'll uh, give it a whirl. Mm-hmm. I'll put my hand on the pad. Let me just double check. And that was the last thing he ever said to us. <laughs> Before the uh, field, cut uh, him in campaign notes. Um, base descriptions. I'm just trying to remember, make sure that I get his name right. Yeah, cool. So you put your hand on the scanner, and you hear a uh, voice in uh, Mandarin. Say something to you. Greg, you hear, uh, seeing as you speak all of Earth's languages, you hear a voice in Mandarin say, uh, Welcome, Professor Nebulon. Oh, it thinks you're Professor Nebulon. Damn right. Please input your security code. Oh, uh, now you have to input your security code. I'm going to query... My database. All right. To see if the suit knows that. It, if Professor Nebulon was forgetful enough, he yeah, might have been like, it, "Suit, remember my code." That's what I'm thinking. Uh, I mean, he did ha- make all those logs of "I gotta remember to write a manual for this thing." So yeah. <laughs> you could be lucky. So evidence suggests. <laughs> really should write a manual. Also, my password. <laughs> um, shall I give so, a roll? Make me a research roll. Exceptional. Five. Nice. That's pretty damn good. Uh, the suit brings it up, and just as you're like, uh, do you have. And then the security code pops up. Because it's <laughs> learning to predict your needs. Mm. Predictive suits. It wants it wants to be helpful after it blinded you an hour or so ago. Yeah. Blinded you with um, science. So you enter I, in a string of numbers. Yep. Uh, and then in uh, Mandarin, the uh, you hear a Is voice say... Is that Professor Nebulon's language? Uh, no, because he would have had to have taught them a language from another earth whereas he did learn um he did learn uh our mandarin because his language was sort of like somewhere it between like Can- it was between cantonese and mandarin which my understanding right, is yep. that mandarin is basically rebuilt cantonese so it's sort of in between the two as a language okay. Um, so it was just easier for him to learn Mandarin and then they just Mandarin and then they could just download Mandarin into the base. Like he would have learned that before he even became a member of the ideal. So it's like, oh yeah, man, Mandarin's fine. Yep. Um, 
because if it was his version, then Greg wouldn't be able to understand it, as we established. Yeah. Well, I would uh, have had uh, exposure to it, so I might be able to understand it now. That's true. If you'd said, I'm going to study that language as well in downtime, yeah. then it would have been fine. But, like, it yeah, became it not, not relevant. Take the time to learn. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, welcome, uh, Professor Nebulon. Uh, thank you. Your security code has been accepted. Would you like us to add your uh, guests to our register? Or are yes. you perhaps dropping someone off? No. Please add them to the register. Please step into the airlock while we compose a detailed profile of your guests. Also, uh, edit preferences. Language. <laughs> Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. There's not different versions of spoken Japanese, is there? I know they have diff They have like There's three dialects, different written language. But... Yeah, but not like. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Moving on. Um. So after a few minutes um, of decontamination, uh, it seems like uh, the uh, voice responds again. It's sort of halfway between a male voice. It's an androgynous voice, rather, rather than say yeah. it that way. <laughs> it does not evoke a specific gender of any kind uh as it but speaks. nor does it sound like purely synthetic right yeah, it sounds fairly... it sounds it sounds pretty human but it doesn't yeah it doesn't sound like a male it doesn't feel like a male voice or a female voice mm -hmm. or something else um it's, it's just, just a voice it's just a voice which is kind of strange in itself um what uh your one of your guests appears to be a non um non-solid non-solid entity as well as being non-humanoid uh correct do you happen to know their species designation so that we may add them to the ideals database i look to greg uh did Can i write down fill in the database um uh greg is from Resendi six so he's Resendiite. all right Accepted. Your other companion appears to be from a <laughs> hell. Seems to be from a Judo Christian hell. <laughs> Correct. Or I suppose an Abrahamic hell. Yeah. An Abrahamic hell plane. <laughs> Tell me, guest user. From which of Hell's legions do you hail? <clears throat> um, I'm just going to say the fight in ninth. The fight in ninth. That's fantastic. Ah, excellent. Uh, please state your names now, starting with uh, Hell Entity. Amriel. Welcome, Amriel. Other guest, please state your name. Greg. Welcome, Greg. You are now clear to enter the base. I should uh, make you aware that we have currently been uh, without staff for five years. Uh, oh. We have also been receiving 
intermittent updates from headquarters. Please proceed with caution, as safety uh, safety protocols uh, have been enacted for Code Sigma. What is Code oh, um, should we ask? Yes, I think we should. You what, can ask safety? because you're a guest. For a non-ideal person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Code is Code Sigma? Code Sigma is a set of protocols to be followed in the event of loss of communication with the rest of the ideal. There is currently only a single member of the ideal uh, on base, uh, excluding yourself, Professor. Um, imagine right. as Greg says, what is Code Sigma? Like, in my view, the like little database entry pops up as well of like, protocol for Sigma. It's kind of like an if-then situation. Yeah. So, like, Sigma is at the bottom of a bunch of flowcharts um, yep. for a bunch of things going wrong. Uh, and it basically means keep things as stable as you can and always be ready to destroy the base. So it's probably been purging samples as they become destabilized or unsafe to keep here. So it's probably been like ejecting stuff into the trench to be destroyed, um, but without doing some computer science, you can't get any more information. Like just from yeah. your suit, that's what you get. What member um, of the ideal is here? I'm afraid that is classified, uh, Professor. Do you want to ask? Can I um, briefly query my suit as to what clearance protocol I have? Um, I will give you this pretty without a roll um, because you guys researched Professor Nebulon before going to his base. Uh, Professor Nebulon was a tertiary member of the ideal. Um, He wasn't super well known because he wasn't really going to fight in the streets kind of superhero he was more uh, gonna be actually useful to humanity mm-hmm. kind of superhero right um, so he probably doesn't have the clearance uh, yeah. so oh, uh, he wasn't he wasn't involved in a lot of the ideals big picture schemes because you know he didn't have the street cred to be considered a worthwhile member even though like He's mapping all the dimensional breaches on Earth and let people let the ideal know whether the uh, Marshall Islands exclusion zone is deadly and <laughs> stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, cool, thanks, Nebulon. Uh, is there anything else? Well, uh, you know, yeah, sweet, cool, thanks. Later. Oh, all right, fine, <laughs> great. You know, it's like um, he's a nerd. It's kind of like. I mean, not in terms of temperament, but in terms of role. He's like vigilante in, in the Justice League. You know, he's a in Justice League Unlimited. He's a member, but like that doesn't mean anything really. Uh, and what safety protocols have been enacted? Sigma. So the base is running on autopilot, and they're destroying samples as they become. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, so if a sample gets to a point. Or a, or a patient gets to the point where it cannot be kept in stasis and at equilibrium any longer, 
um, and the base doesn't know a way to keep them uh, at equilibrium uh, or in stasis, it destroys the sample uh, or the patient rather than let the patient get out and destroy the world because everyone that is here is an existential risk to humanity. Every single plague that is stored in here, every single patient is in some way a uh, a species killing pl- uh, organism. Right. Okay. Um, computer, could you download a map of the base to Professor Nebulon's suit? Professor Nebulon already has a map of the base, and as it says that, your suit's like, <laughs> oh yeah, here you go. It's like, where the fuck was this during planning? Oh, it's just kind of like uh, you didn't ask. Shrug. (laughs) You didn't ask, and I didn't really know your preferences yet. So, can we Uh, find out where we are and how we get to like the control room? Uh, Totally. Um, There are multiple control points. There's an administration level um, at the very. Actually, it's an administration level two floors above you. You do now know that the base is nine stories high, not ten. Uh, this bottom level appears to be the largest. It's where it processes all the power stuff, and it's where all the repair systems are and all that sort of behind-the-scenes stuff. Just like right. Professor Nebulon's base, at the bottommost floor is everything that isn't cool. <laughs> right. The first floor is the deepest uh then the second floor we'll go with the moon pool level being level one level two is um recreation and housing third floor is administration floors four through nine Yep, fours four through nine. Yes, yep. Are uh, quarantine, medical, research, things like that. Uh, so we should probably head towards administration first, I would think. Yeah, let's do that. Computer, before um, emergency protocols were enacted, what was the standard operating uh, contingent of this base? Like the standard amount of people here? Yeah. We had... Uh, we had 10 uh, super scientists here at all times. Uh, between 10 and 6 super scientists here uh, most of the time. Um, with a shifting complement of uh, ideal members. Normally uh, a sort of apprenticeship type situation or traineeship where they could come here to gain knowledge of super plagues uh, and various super diseases so that they could better assist humanity. So it is part teaching hospital. Interesting. Look for the signs of super plague. So maybe ideal members would do like a month or so residency down here so they could get an idea of, you know, this is super syphilis. You don't want to get that. This is what Probably. mind control by parasite looks like. This is what mind control by um, virus looks like. This is what mind control via pheromones looks like. Oh, okay. Interesting. 
can't inoculate against uh, pheromones, uh, but we can inoculate against many forms of viral mind control. That's handy stuff. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So we have to. Is there an elevator, or do we have to like climb up ladders? Uh, there is, in fact, an elevator at the center. It's a very large elevator. Um, it's a few like it's a it's a um, it's a platform inside a tube. It doesn't have walls like a normal elevator. It's mostly for moving shit between um, levels uh, and things like that. They were like, let's just build one elevator. I don't want to have a bunch. It moves pretty quickly, though, so there's that. Within a few seconds, you're... Um, well, not a few seconds, but... Well, I guess it's like 30 seconds. You're. Uh, are you going straight to administration? That's what I was going to ask. Do we want to skip the residential? Well, apparently there is another member of the ideal here somewhere. That's news. Or hmm. someone is using, like we are, ideal tech. And the computer system is mistaking them for someone else. Yeah. Either um, is in ideal. Yeah. Right. Ah. I would say let's go to administration first, because from there we can probably gain access to systems that will give us a better idea of what's going on base-wide. True. Yeah, and we do need to know what we're clearing the base of. Yes, that is also true. I mean, true. I assume that other ideal is probably most of the problem. Maybe a, whatever security system they're running here. Hmm. Unless that other ideal member is a patient. Might be. That somehow escaped Ragnarok because of their disease. Being in stasis. Who knows? Yeah. So you're going to admin? Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, you arrive um, on a pretty... It's very similar to like an office looking level, like, you know, level of an office building, except it's a circular building. Um, there's kind of a, really a reception that you're standing in, but there's like a large um, empty space around you, and then you see um, different sections. Um, there are color coded lines. Uh, on the floor. Um, Rui Jibov lines. Mm. Crap. We're, this whole time we've been playing Paranoia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Thank goodness none of us are mutants. That's, that's a good idea. <laughs> Maybe for the moon episode. Maybe for the moon episode. Um, Do you trust French that's... computer, Greg? I don't understand that <laughs> reference. Uh, professor, do you know which way we should go? Uh, you are the one with the map, Professor. Does the map have any kind of color code? 
Uh, your map does not, in fact, have the color coding on it because Professor Nebula basically just used the suit like GPS, probably. It would have just gone, I need to get to here? Where do I go? This is like left, yeah. right, left. Forward, down. Does it, is there like a sign on the wall that says what the colors are? Uh, no, there is not. Well, that's unhelpful. Uh, <laughs> well, we. We could just follow the map to central command. Yeah, you just tell me where you want to go. Yeah, we should probably start with whatever is like the most important room, like central command or main administration or something like that. That's somewhere where we can maybe give ourselves higher access to the computer systems. So what are you going to do? Uh, is there a central control room? Um, there is a, um, what would the name of it be? There is, um, a center management station. All right. I say we head for center management. Sounds good. Yep. Uh, so you, after a while, you realize you're following a red line. Uh, okay. along the floor. Uh, it starts to um, peel off. Like it it sort of branches for a while. It's just one line and then you get into a section and it starts to branch but you keep heading straight along the thickest part of this line uh, and then you arrive at a room that must be on the outer edge of the base uh, and you step inside and it's this large mm, pretty much square room well I suppose rectangular um, and there's a lot of kind of like IT station looking things like they're more or less normal work desks with these like card stock thin monitors and like holographic keyboards um, sitting there uh, none of them look to have any more prominence than the rest um, there's a few uh, moldy cups of coffee, um, uh, a, a sandwich that once looked appetizing and now is horrific. Oh, Greg's going to eat the sandwich. Brilliant, of course. <laughs> Just... Oh, I'm sorry. Did anyone else want that? No, that's all right, Greg. Thank you. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, do any of these desks have uh, name tags or anything? Nameplates? Or... Uh, no, they don't. Uh, well, you uh, do let's... see a few personal effects, but they don't mean anything to you. Right. Pictures and dead yeah. plants. Um, Oh, let's pick one. Actually, one of the discs has um, succulents on it, and they look to be doing quite well. Oh, good for them. <laughs> good work, guys. <laughs> They're just holding on. Soldier on. Uh, can, I, can I convert uh, that sandwich I just made into a few drops of water for the succulents? Uh, I suppose you can. Greg just rains on the plants a little bit. Brilliant. Ah, 
happened? There you go. Did, did one you of them be in the plants? One of them hisses as if it was a snake, uh, and it, and Greg and uh, Yuri oh. can see that it's pulsing in the ultraviolet range. Um, it was not before. Uh, this plant is uh, hissing. Good for it. Do do earth plants do that? I don't think so. I don't think any earth plants really make noise. I think there's one one that has like a a, a, a thing. Yeah, my, it was my understanding that earth plants are not sentient. Mostly. Mm. Yeah, not not usually. Generally, not that talkative. Yeah. Um. Well, this plant is. And it's glowing in the ultraviolet spectrum. Can I examine it closer? Go for it. Uh, I will make. How close do you want to examine it? Um, it's it's a. How big is the plant? It's probably about the size of you know, um, a nectron. Oh, so it's like a a small little potted plant. Yeah, they're they're all succulents. They're in like um. This one's in its own pot, but the others are all sort of on a platter of sand. Are the other ones hissing, or just this one? No, the other ones, you can actually pick out immediately by looking at them what they are. These other succulents, this succulent, though, you don't... It, it, it is similar. You, rec- you you identify it as being a succulent, you think, but it's hissing, vibrating slightly, and pulsating ultraviolet light. Um, okay. Uh, so... Greg is going to sort of settle yeah. over it, not not touch it directly, like make a, like a one-foot bubble around it mm-hmm. so he's not touching it directly and then examine it with his self. All right. Um, in terms of uh, its, the, its physical shape, it's kind of like an artichoke heart surrounded by aloe vera uh, leaves. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't know how useful that'll be for all of you, but you can Google those two it. things in your own time. Yep. Um. So I got a plus two. Mm-hmm. And you're just sort of looking at it, basically. Um. Just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird plant, as far as you can tell. It's not pulsing UV light in. A way that means anything to you. Um, it's the UV pulses are consistent um, and rhythmic, uh, but they're not a complex rhythm, so it's not a language. It's probably maybe it does it to attract animals or something. Um, in some insects, actually, a lot of insects can see in ultraviolet light. Mm. I think birds can see in infrared, so you can kind of tell. By looking at thing at plants, um, what they're trying to attract because birds, I think, believe can see more into the infrared, and yep. insects can see more in the ultraviolet. So you can tell what their what a plant's pollinators are by looking at those sorts of things. Is um, it a dangerous amount of UV, or is it just like a little bit, just enough it's to not dangerous see. amount, not to so. you, and certainly not to Amriel and Yuri's yeah. in a radiation suit, basically. So as as long as Yuri doesn't come over and hug it for a few hours, he should be okay. He should be fine. Um, 
I mean, the fact that it's in this room means that it can't be that damaging. True. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but, I mean, a thing to know about Earth plants is they don't emit ultraviolet radiation. This thing is emitting ultraviolet light, which means that it's for phosphorescent in some manner. Like when an Earth plant attracts insects with ultraviolet light, it's because it is reflecting ultraviolet yeah. light. This is an alien plant. Interesting. Which, given the nature of the base, is not necessarily completely abnormal, but something to keep note of. It perhaps did not like the water I gave it. Maybe it does not consume water. Professor, would you like to assume administrative functions? Yes. Professor, there are currently 10,368 issues that require your attention. Mm, no. <laughs> Maybe you should get that report and see if there's anything that's immediately life-threatening. Undo, undo, undo. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Back, back, back. Um, Ask the computer to list them most pressing first. Yeah, see if you can, yep. like, put a filter on that. Yeah, yeah. List in order of priority. List reorganized. Like, it's not showing you a list, it's just told you the number. Right. <clears throat> uh, and then... You know, I would and like to address them in order. Shove it up your ass. Address, tell me. <laughs> the facility is currently extremely understaffed. The uh, all right. I have the, two more staff here. The nurse programs are having difficulty keeping up with the workload. Although they are holding, they are incapable of creative thinking. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, let's just upgrade the nurse programs so that they're capable of creative thinking. I mean, yeah, you guys <laughs> have that AI that you haven't talked to in a while. Oh, security. Security, yeah. we can get in touch with security. Yeah. Hey, security, want to run a base filled with the most deadly substances known to man? Nope. Thanks for calling. Click. What if we said please? Anyway, let's not do... Unless you're going to actually call security, let's not do that scene. I mean, it couldn't hurt. She was most... She, she had more of a rapport with you, Yuri, so... Uh, yeah, uh, maybe. We, I don't see why we need to fix this base. That's like, true. We don't have to do that right now. If it's not about yeah. to explode and kill us. You're, I believe your two objectives are get rich and stop the Valkyrs from getting bioweapons. And kind of stop Raiderade from getting bioweapons. Uh, okay. Noted. Next issue. Uh, is there anything that is uh, currently endangering the integrity of the base? Uh, base integrity is at 90%. Uh, well, any security good. threats? One, two, two security threats. 
It does actually stutter like that and change its yep. mind. Uh, list them. Security oh, threat man. number one. Subject X. Hang on, I need a pen. Actually, no, I'll just write it in the chat. Subject X V E twenty seven red. Uh, it has been attempting to escape its quarantine pod for the last five years. <laughs> only one of them has tried to escape. Wow. The others have tried. This is the only one that poses a serious enough threat. It is consistently uh, making headway. Um, do you have a dossier on this, uh, on this threat? Um, a, a file? I'm afraid, guest Amriel, that you do not have clearance. Do I have clearance as admin? I'm, I'm sorry, Professor Nebulon, but I feel that that file is best kept to yourself. Okay, but can I see it? Of course. Please step through into the administrator's office. You see a door at the back of this room open. Oh, wow. Sorry, guys. VIP only. Yes, have fun. Hoping, hope nothing comes in there to kill you while you're locked in the room by yourself. I give him the finger. <laughs> Uh, Amria, would you like to look at this hissing plant? Certainly. Uh, <laughs> Boy, Yuri, do I. Yuri, you step through into the room, and it's kind of like a like you're at a '70s cocktail party. You know, there's a lot of long, wide but shallow sofas, uh, sunken floor. There's a bar in the corner. This is clearly on the outer curvature of the base. You can actually see the curve. Um, there's a holographic screen sort of thing uh, in the middle of the room. Well, in the in the middle of the back curving wall. Um, behind it, you can s- you looking at it. It is the exact shape of the exterior airlock doors that were around the edge of the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be underground, so maybe there's a tunnel or something on the other side of that. Um, you see a few, like, personal effects. You see, like, a jacket thrown over one of the chairs. Um, oh, you see a cell phone. Uh, but apart from that, this is a normal room. And then you see on the large screen, uh, here you go, temporary administrator, Professor Nebulon. Uh, and a large sort of Wikipedia entry pops up on the screen. Um, It actually talks about an interdimensional being uh, Uh from another reality. Um, Well, actually, it's not an interdimensional being. It is a being from another reality, but it doesn't have innate interdimensional properties. Um, At first... It was believed it was a sentient plague, but on closer analysis, it proved to be a sentient gaseous life form. Its chemical composition is similar to that of nebulas. Uh, Professor Nebulon, your name is mentioned in here, and you claimed to not know, not be familiar with the Earth that it was from. It's Frank! Uh, it's my cousin Frank! 
your cousin Frank from another reality? Distant also, cousin. also, you do not have the chemical makeup of a nebula. No, I wish. <laughs> Elemental <laughs> composition is fundamentally that of a nebula. There's something else to it, but it is. It doesn't have any um, like nano machine components to it or anything like that. It is a chemical compound. Um, right. And it's so this is an individual who's been attempting to breach confines. Yes, you see a few entries about how it's tried to escape its confines. Originally, it tried to eat the surround its prison, um, try and dissolve it. Uh, it didn't have a lot of luck with that. Uh, it doesn't appear to be as um, as destructive innately as Greg is. Yeah. Um, it does seem Why to be is it quarantined? Uh, it is quarantined because they have been unable to communicate with it in a meaningful way. It was actually only captured about six months before Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I haven't been able to communicate and they can't determine one of the, the One of the super scientists that specializes in like alien relations was uh, trying to work out how to negotiate with it and find out more about it. Yep. Um, uh, he was making very little progress. It did seem capable of sculpting itself into shapes, and so he was experimenting with communicating with it via plasticine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't see in... Uh, it doesn't see through light. It can... As best they could work out, it is capable of perceiving volume, and it can detect the shape of any vessel it is put into. So in order to communicate with it by a sculpture, he was making a sculpture, then putting it into its uh, cell, and then the thing would condense around it and be like, oh yes, that is this shape. Yeah. Uh, he also theorized that it might communicate via direct electromagnetic radiation pulses, but was unable to work out the frequency of that. It was far easier to try and communicate via sculpture because it was closer to what a human could perceive. Yep. Do you look at its more recent recent escape attempts? Yeah. It's been attempting to talk quote-unquote to the nurses. Uh, is that detailed in any way? Yeah, you see an image of a um, sort of a man in a ner- in nurse's scrubs, large, muscular gentleman. You see in the background there's a woman, smaller, um, also in scrubs. Uh, and then you see a reddish kind of... So, like the crab nebula, I think the crab nebula is red. Anyway, there's a red um, gas cloud in a, like, large terrarium. Uh, and then it reshapes itself. And it looks v- 
very similar to the nurse that is there. The nurse looks pretty much like a human, by the way. Uh, and it, yep. this thing looks very similar, except it doesn't have the coloring or anything like that. It's like if you just 3D printed to the molecular level that person again in solid red. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the cloud doesn't isn't really perceiving the specifics of the color patterning of yep. the human skin. Um, because we don't pulsate how light like it this? does. Uh, this was a few hours ago. Right. There's another similar entry from a few days ago. Why are these logged as escape attempts? Or are they just noteworthy? It was clear that it was attempting to coerce uh, the nurse programs by, by, by imitating them. Uh, right. We believe that it worked out that the nurses instinctively respond to one another based on their visual cues, uh, as well as a few other programming signals. In fact, if it had managed to replicate and decipher the programming signals, it probably could have escaped from uh, this container. Right. Okay, so that needs to be addressed. Uh, There was another security issue? Yes. There was a breach into the landing bay, uh, into the moon pool, a few moments before uh, you entered through the airlock. Did you see anyone in there with you? No. Mm-mm. You should be wary then. There may be somebody using cloaking devices or invisibility. Their entrance was rather abrupt and dramatic. <laughs> Noted. I wonder what that could be. <laughs> Professor, I feel the need to express my concern. I think that you may be being held hostage by your guests. I think they may be the intruders. Oh, no, 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 no. I promise you, no, no. we can get you out of this situation if they are exploiting. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, 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 it's, it's quite all right. I'm not under any... I'm not held against my will by any means. Well, then I instruct uh, you to be did, on the did, for the intruders. We did bump into some things on, our, on the way through the moon pool. That may have alerted... That may have been part of the alert. Otherwise, I think I think it's quite a rut. I will take this into consideration, Professor. Now I must ask you to leave but, uh, the, please... this room. Must you? Yes. Why? I'm afraid I'm not allowed to... Uh, I'm afraid you're not authorized to know. No. Oh. Okay. Um, could I request that you notify me... Uh, of any other breaches to the facility or other entries? Of course. Mm, I kind of like squint skeptically at the screen. Of course. Mm. Uh, And I'll leave the room. The other two are staring at a plant. See how it hisses? How's the horticulture going? 
It's fascinating. Well, we learned that Greg doesn't uh, that the thing doesn't like it when Greg pees on it. I did not well, pee on it. I watered it. What did you find out? <clears throat> uh, that's above your clearance. I say very audibly. Oh. Um, oh, we don't have any private communication channels. Nope. Uh, we have radios. Yeah, you have radios. Yeah, we have radios, but like. Oh, not like private. Yeah, I guess. This is like the um, most yeah, advanced I, I technological structure on the planet, and you have radios. Yeah, I'm like, that's above your clearance. Wink. But like, the wink You're is weird through my You're winking behind your space <laughs> thing. So, like, yeah. So I just kind of nod. Just this demonic alien face staring blankly at you as it's uh, above your clearance. I'm going to make an empathy roll to see if I get that. Go for it. <laughs> uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, plus two. Uh, yeah, Greg... Uh, you can tell that Yuri is acting. Right. <laughs> no, he's not being um. humorous. No, no, I was I was thinking of the, the aliens from uh, uh, Galaxy uh, Quest. I... Acting! <laughs> Explain yep. it to them as you would a child. Yeah. Um, I... I also say um, that with uh, sort of significance, I say that uh, there's a number of things above my security as well that the facility uh, is keeping to itself. Right. Well, it has 10,000 things it wants you to take care of. Yeah. Number one is a problematic nebula. A what? I mean, well, well, let's go deal. Uh, I need to attend to a situation. Wink, nod. Uh, if you'll accompany me. Of course, Professor Nebulon. Where you <laughs> go, we go, Professor. Um, yeah, I think then we head to the wherever the, this cell is. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, it is on... Uh, it is on main level five. Okay. So we'll call the three um, levels that are below the bedrock, we'll call those sub-levels. Yep. Um, and the main levels are going like from one on the seafloor up to yep. five? Yep. yep. Um, so five is the, the very top. Oh, it'd be six is on the very top because there's six levels above the ground. And three yep. under. Yeah. Um, as we as we make our way up, I um, tell the others, uh, the the nurse programs mentioned uh, um, essentially look like people. Um, oh, interesting. Just forewarning, if we run into any, they, they're operating here, so. 
there's said no there people on this space. Uh, yeah, the other one was uh, just a, a, a rough entry to the moon pool. Oh. Just prior to us getting to the door. I think it's of no concern. Level five. Ding, the doors hiss open. Mm-hmm. Um, we make our way to the cell. Uh, yeah, so it's sort of a spiraling. Um, actually, no, it's not like that. So on the outer edges of the of this level, there are containment units and then between you between the elevator and the outer containment units are sort of research stations and treatment bays uh you yeah right as you're heading out you pass one of the uh, you see up ahead, straight in front of you at the end of this corridor of sorts, you see one of the storage, one of the quarantine bays, um, and it looks like it's in the process of being cleaned. There's a green light that sort of strobes to red every, like, seven seconds. Um... And then, like, a uh, half a foot thick line of sludge is just evaporated from that room. And then it moves on to the next half a foot thick line. Uh, And there's sort of a sphere hovering in the middle of the room. Doing this. Nice. Right. And then so let's can, stay away from that. Yeah. And then you see a few more empty containment bays. Uh, you see one that is full of liquid, uh, kind of a pinkish water. And uh, inside of it is a uh, swarm of hard-bodied crab Snakes. Oh. Is how you would describe them? Hard-bodied crab snakes. Interesting. You see a large man, a muscular man, walk past you. Uh, Two uh, women. Um... Walking by, they just look like normal people. Um, is a different from one another? Like the two women are different? Uh, the two women look the same. Yeah, look like twins. Uh, they are look uh, vaguely European. The large men look like. Japanese muscle, like 
muscle bodybuilders or something. It's a weird sort of um yeah racial fusion. It's like if Arnold Schwarzenegger was Japanese. <laughs> He's not. Oh, man, could you imagine? That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Come on, Japan, get on it. We need a bodybuilder action hero. Uh, yeah, and then you arrive at a room that has a very empty space, and then in it is a red cloud of gas. It's just sitting there inert. Is um, this the security threat? You see it shift and it starts to into the rough sphere shape that is Greg. It's Greg, you can actually tell that it's the exact same dimensions that your cloud is currently arranged into. And it is pulsing oh. uh, in the same way that you pulse, except it's pulsing in gamma rays and infrared as opposed to visual spectrum. So to you, to Emriel, it just looks like a red cloud, similar in shape to Greg. Uh, to Yuri, you see gamma rays bursting out of it. And to Greg, you see the original description. Looks like, looks like Greg made a friend. You see it change into Amriel's shape, except if Amriel was made out of a red cloud. Uh, and its mouth moves in a similar way to the way that... Uh, it seems to be imitating what Amriel just said, but it's not producing any sound. Um, can I... Hmm, I want to try to communicate with it, obviously. Can I uh, pulse... Uh, well, it's, it's sentient. Um, did the computer say why this was a security threat? Is it some sort of virus? No. But, uh... I haven't made it be able to communicate with it yet. Wait, that is... not what its purpose is. It's a gaseous entity? Nebulous. And your ideal yeah. locked it away? Hey, whoa, I didn't do it. I, I know you didn't, but this is a, a prison. Professor, you were one of the advisors that suggest we keep this creature locked up until we further understood its purpose. Hey, whoa, I did this. <laughs> Look, don't question my methods. Uh, it could be I dangerous. Could it. If a hunter storm rocked up, you'd probably put it in a jar until you knew what it wanted. If you manage to lock up a hunter storm, I would bow down and worship you as a god. Well, get ready to worship them as a god. No. It's not a hunter storm, because it no. wouldn't be described as having the chemical composition of a nebula. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I thought, well, this appears to be the only security risk on base. 
I'm not sure what else we have to clear up, but uh, it is a prisoner that has been trapped here for since Ragnarok. I see. So, so maybe you might have a go, Greg. Oh, yes, I would very much like to try communicating with it. Is there from, an access to its hatch? From this side. You see a nurse appear. Like, it, they must have just been standing out of vision because, like, a, they just step up and they say, I'm afraid that we cannot uh, allow you entrance to uh, its cell. Uh, last time uh, it opened, it nearly escaped. <laughs> Very well. Um, uh, Greg is going to try to send some uh, electromagnetic pulses into the... Did I know that it was communicating in gamma waves? Yeah, you saw that. Okay, can I pulse some gamma waves back at it? Yeah, you pulse some waves, but like, you didn't detect a pattern from it. It was just mimicking your own passive pulsing. Oh, it was. Okay, it was just mimicking us. Um, if you want to see if it's intelligent, you could pulse numbers at it, you know, like pi yeah. or... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pulse um, one, two... Four and see if it maybe will fill in the blank. One, so you pulse one, two, four, or one, two, three, four? No, just one, two, four. One, two, four. See if it goes for eight, sixteen, thirty-two. So do you go one pulse, then you do two pulses, then you do four pulses? Yeah. Of light? Okay. Um, it, uh, yeah. it sees that and then replicates it. Like, you see it pulse the exact same sequence that you pulsed. It doesn't expand on it? Nope. Hmm. It doesn't fill in the gap either. It doesn't put in a three. It seems to be mimicking. It doesn't mean it's not intelligent. No. But whether it doesn't perceive seems to be firmly fixated on mimicking Greg at the moment. Well, we are the most in common, I suppose. Um, can, I, can I make an alien super scientist check? Go for it. Let's see what we can figure out here. Uh, that puts me at plus three, unless... Can I invoke Smartest Cloud in the room? Do you want to invoke Smartest Cloud in the room? I do, because as far as I know, I'm still the Smartest Cloud in the room. You look at it, and you and and Alex, you cannot invoke that aspect, for you are <gasps> not the Smartest Cloud in the room. You look no. at this thing as you're trying to work it out, and it just... It's, it's like, um, to describe it to a human, it's like looking at your fairy clone like your doppelganger your changeling this thing is like you but completely alien can it's... i invoke um can i invoke a different aspect to bring me up to plus five would that make a difference sure you can uh although i'm not clear what exactly you're trying to get i i'm not i want to figure out how to communicate with it <laughs> 
All right, yes, because you haven't seen the documents that Yuri has. Yes, no, I have not. Uh, uh, what aspect are you going to invoke? Uh, I'm thinking curiosity killed the cloud. Mm-hmm. Go for it. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, so I'm spending a fate point on that. Probably not the best thing, but yeah, I'm going to... Greg is, like, pushing himself up against the glass trying to figure out how to communicate with what, as far as he could tell, is, you know, his cousin, his doppelganger. Yeah, parallel universe. The closest thing he's seen to home in years. Greg starts, like, spread out across the glass, and you got a five, then, with that invoke? Yes, yeah, plus five. This thing is, like, at first it just stays in its sphere mode as you're sort of spreading out, and it, like, you can't... You can't even work out how it perceives, so it must perceive similar to you. It's perceiving light, but because it's mimicking you, so that must be a thing. And you start to spread out, and then it's sort of just staying in the sphere form. And then it all of a sudden, like, turns into um, a human shape. Very large, well-built, but not, like a bodybuilder more like you know uh like, like a japanese wrestler no 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 like a strong man like um like so so muscles for bodybuilding are for show this is something that this is someone that is actually strong gotcha uh, and then it sort of lunges forward at the glass and like crashes like a wave and shatters and rolls around the room and then, like, comes back and condenses. Uh, it seems to communicate in two ways. So humans' primary means of communication is vocal. And we have right. a secondary means of, commo- uh, of communicating that is visual. But our visual communication is, like, reading expression cues and, like, vague gestures. <laughs> this thing you work out primarily communicates through electromagnetic waves and secondarily communicates by shaping its body. Okay. Electromagnetic you, waves. Yeah, but you don't know what its language is. Well, or yeah. Like it's, uh, right. Um... I, uh, I I will I will relay that to my friends. Um, it is I would most definitely say it is sentient, and it most definitely wants to be released. Perhaps with a few months' time, I could figure out how to communicate with it. Hmm. Or I could go in there and communicate with it directly if. If it's anything like me, we might be able to uh, uh, merge together and communicate much more efficiently. Right. You guys or see simultaneously a, consume each other. You guys see a small woman up against the glass with a ha- with one hand pressing against it, just staring On, out at you. Our side, or uh, so it is now a small woman. It is now a small woman. That red. It does. It, it has a rather blank face to it. And then it's pressing the glass, touching the glass with one hand. Uh, I don't, I don't know if Greg can form himself that well. I don't know if we ever said he could. 
I don't think um, Greg can. No. No. But uh, I'm going to. Greg is going to push a little bit of his cloud against the glass in like a vaguely hand-shaped pattern. Uh, Greg, obviously not. Def- we've established you know, that like Greg cloud. can like shoot lightning to a degree, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can feel that this glass just as you start to like stretch and touch it yourself you feel that it has become charged as in electronically charged that thing is pumping energy into this glass it like you can create electric fields um can i trying to do something with that at the moment but you don't know what could I like link to it through the glass then? If we're both making electric fields? Uh sure, have a go. I guess I will roll my sentient cloud skill mm-hmm. with unusual conversation. Mm-hmm. Alright, let's see what happens. By the way, guys, sorry if I kill us all. <laughs> Although I hope I would at least get a compel if that happens, but I got a plus five. Great. So, what are you are you trying to do? Um, so, I'm I'm thinking if it's charging the glass, I'm going to do the same thing and basically try to bridge the gap with electrical currents. Mm-hmm. So, if we can't touch directly, maybe we could send a little bit of information back and forth, like using the glass as a conductive material. As you pump the charge. Take a fate point uh-huh. as, as ten nurses suddenly appear, all the muscle bound kind, and scream, Wait, don't! And then the glass shatters into grains of sand. Uh, that was poorly made glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most scientifically advanced glass on earth. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, I feel like in like as the glass like explodes, we all kind of like and like clatters to the floor. We all kind of like freeze for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, As everything like settles, Uh, you see that the red cloud is just like to the floor and spreading out in all directions. Uh, The ten nurses that appeared out of nowhere are. Staring on stupefied, uh, some of them start to twitch in weird ways. Is it as it's spreading red, out on the floor towards them? It's spreading out on the floor in all directions, but it's on the floor. Okay. It's maybe a foot thick. You can't see beneath it, and it just keeps spreading through the facility. As, as in more than it possibly should be? It's almost. It must have infinite mass or near instantaneous matter conversion to expand itself. Right. Uh, I'm Greg, going, time Greg. to start chatting. Yeah, I'm going to reach out and touch someone. All right. Someone so being this, this red cloud. You touch the cloud and it like you feel a charge run through you like all of your molecules are being having a positive charge induced in them. Um, and it, it's really painful, but not like, um, 
it's more shocking than anything else. Um, right. And uh, I would like to give you a condition. Oh. Uh, a consequence? Uh, yes, a consequence. Uh, shocked to your core. Ooh. We'll call that, you know, pretty low tier because it'll fade off by the time this scene right. is ended. It's just that, Minor. what the fuck is going on? What is this thing? So language would probably be a barrier because we don't speak the same one. So Greg is just going to, excuse me, um, he's, he's just trying to push out uh, the emotion of like friendly compassion. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're not here to hurt you. Uh, I just want to talk to you kind of just, just that feeling He's trying to pump, push that into the way he would communicate when he's part of the Gestalt. You know, they just. What is the primary means that your race communicates to outsiders? To outsiders would probably be to spawn a cloud off the off the Gestalt to talk to them. Right, but do you? So this thing's two means of communication are. Physically shaping itself and electromagnetic communication. Its primary means oh, being electromagnetic. Oh, yeah. Humans are yeah, electromagnetic vocal. would be how we right. So you have yeah, at least have do. that in common. So yeah. um, I yeah, there will be a difficulty to this, and okay. you're also I feel like your shook to your core thing comes into effect because this thing is. Horror is kind of not horrifying, but frightening. Right. And you've just come through like the worst storm you've ever comprehended. Yeah. It, this is a real emotionally fraught day for you, Greg. It's a tough day. So, what does the consequence do? Um, consequences give penalties, don't they normally? I don't um, know. I think I think they let you invoke. Uh, they let you compel. So you right. can compel him to not succeed, or um, exactly how consequences yeah, but he, work. He can reject the compel, right? Yeah, but he has to give you fate points if he does. All right, so that's what's happening. You can be too frightened to push out friendliness, or you can give me a fate point. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a fate point. Because I feel like if I don't, this whole planet's going to turn into gray goo or red goo. All right, make me your roll then. Come on, dice. Hey, uh, I guess that's alien, sentient cloud or alien super scientist? Yeah, sentient cloud. So that's plus three. And I am going to spend one more and invoke... um, Hyperintelligent alien nanoswarm mm-hmm. for a plus two, which brings me up to uh, plus five total. Uh, yep. So you try to push that out, and you're not sure if it got it or not, but the cloud becomes abrasive. It feels sharp. That's to all of you. Um, yeah. 
Yuri and Amriel, what are you doing as there's a foot thick red cloud around your ankles? Backing Flying away. Alright, so Amriel, you just start hovering. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, start like backing down the corridor away from it. Yeah, you managed to get to the edge of the cloud, but it's expanding. Uh, are you just going to keep running down the corridor? Uh... Amriel, pick him up. Yeah, I will. I will go pick him up. You know what? Uh, can I can I use my my wings to keep this thing corralled somewhat? Like, no, hello? it doesn't seem to have those kinds of limitations like Greg does. Okay, so it's not interacting with the air as if it were gaseous. It's just. It's like it's acting as if it was a solid, even though it is more. You don't know this, though, so yeah, you don't understand what the fuck is happening. Alright. I think we fucked up, Yuri. Damn right. I think we found nothing to contain. This wasn't even the complication that Scout Team 1 found. They thought the nurses were the problem. Yeah, of course they did. Fucking Scout Team uh. 1. More like scout team dumb. <laughs> well, they didn't count on you pretending to be a member of the ideal. Well, sucks for them. Well, really for us. Professor mm. Nebulon, maybe you should query. Maybe you should enlighten us, and um, we maybe we can study the way you captured it the first time to learn how it can be contained. Fair. Um. Um, the suit informs you that you were not the one that captured it. You were merely an advisor to the capture team uh, after it was brought back for containment. They contacted you yep. to see if you knew what Earth it was from. And I was like, nope, put it in a box. <laughs> put that shit in a box. Put that box at the bottom of the ocean. Well, you figure case, out maybe... what the fuck it was. Maybe we should review um, the the debriefing reports from the team that captured it. Perhaps we could. So I don't Emerald... feel like we have much time for review right now. <laughs> yeah, you're flying around the thing. hallway. <laughs> uh, and you're very quickly about it. you're very quickly about to circle back on yourself as you're flying around the hallway. Um, um, you're yeah, going to run like... into the nebula again. Yeah. Well, like if it's, it's a, a, if it's a nebula, a... can't communicate. It... What else? If it's only a foot thick, shouldn't I be able to fly above it? You can fly above it. I'm just saying you're about to come back into its purview. Okay. Um, was there, what were the other salient details of its capture? It's red. Um, so it emerged in Sydney. Um, there was a, a about... Uh, it was near the top of the center point tower. Uh, there was just this weird, strange red cloud f sitting there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the tertiary members of the idea was like, um, there's a weird thing that just came out of nowhere, and I don't really know if it's dangerous. A bunch of people, uh, a few people teleported into Sydney, checked it out, and then was like, oh, let's, let's capture that. Uh, and then after they managed to put it into a containment vessel, it started to become more active. Yep. So the hypothesis was that the traveling between dimensions disorientated it and it was coalescing. Um, 
and basically the only reason they caught it was because, because it, was, it was, was like a sleep essentially yeah yeah it was un it was whatever its version of unconscious is as its yep. molecules realigned and it remembered how to be a conscious entity. Um, so we've got to figure out a way to knock a cloud unconscious. And it perceives things mostly spatially, but also it obviously has some kind of visual spectrum thing. It has LiDAR, they, uh, a right. LiDAR equivalent. Like, dolphins have sonar, this thing has LiDAR. Um, and that's about it. It seems that it's like its version of tactile sense is its precision, um, precision perceptive instrument, and its bro and its um, uh, utilitarian perceptive instrument is a lidar equivalent uh, that it like pulses and detects shapes. Yep. Uh, but it detect, but it's if it's using lidar, it's pulsing out in so many different electronic spectrums that they didn't detect it as lidar first because it wasn't just a fucking photon laser because that would have been really obvious immediately what it was doing. It can piece together images from multiple spectrums of light to the point where, to the ideal senses, it didn't even look at first like it was perceiving anything that way. Uh, yep. And then they noticed a consistent rhythm uh, to these fluctuating patterns. That's about all we know. Uh, base, is, do you have quarantine protocols? We are attempting to enact pro quarantine protocols now. We have managed to environmentally seal off your level. In the next 10 minutes, if we cannot corral this creature, we may have to purge the base. Whoa, no! I am, preparing, I am preparing to purge the base. Nope, nope. Cancel? I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Professor. The Fuck. safety of the Earth comes before the safety of your life. I'm sorry Who that you will not get... this so dangerous? I'm sorry that you will not get to return home. Mm, whatever. Um... All right, base is against us. Going to purge it all. It's not even necessary. It's not even necessarily that this threat is so dangerous. It's more that it's probably programmed. If anything gets out, yeah. If you can't get it back in in ten minutes, then cascading failure will start. Yeah, it will start yeah. to break other things out, and then other things break out, and it makes it worse. And it only takes one of these things getting to the surface for humanity to end. Um, tell you what though guys actually now that I think about it if this place is so bad that it's going to purge if one thing's broken then we probably don't want mm. and I like look at the cameras and I'm like mm. how do I say this <laughs> it could be very bad if any of this got out we better get uh this situation under control I, I feel like Greg is not listening because he's focusing yeah. everything he has on this other cloud. Uh, so, wh when you said it got sharp, did Greg get anything back? Like, any sort of emotion you you or thoughts? You didn't get any emotion or anything like that. You don't, you, you don't yet understand how it 
communicates. Um, uh, Alex, make me a super scientist check. I will gladly do that. Uh, plus four. Right. You know that it communicates. It, it communicates in electromagnetism. There must be a way for you to find common ground. It recognized your pulsing of light. You need to teach it some common ground. So there's actually an infographic the last time I used this creature that I gave to one of the players to work out how to communicate with it. And that is the first contact with aliens infographic. Okay. You teach them you teach them that you know where you are in the universe. That is not useful to you in this moment. You need to go faster. Uh, and you teach them what your numeral system is. Humans are base 10. So you teach, you show them that you know base 10. And that is what you use for numerals. And then hopefully, if the aliens are super intelligent, they can work out how to communicate with you, at least through math. Right. You know electronic communication and computer communication. You need to teach it a computer language, which means first you need to teach it a numeral language. So... I'm going to teach it binary. I was going to say, you can teach it binary, you can teach it Greg's uh, numer numerology, his species numerology, or you can teach it human numerology. So you need to start teaching it binary. Um... I guess that would be easier because that's just basically ones and zeros. Well, so you need to indicate to it a value of nothing and a value of one then, and you need to give it multiple perspectives so that it can comprehend what you mean. Okay. So, uh, it's, so for example, if I was trying to teach a, an alien race base 10, I don't just say one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have to show them what each individual thing means so that they can connect those two things together. Right. So you have to give a physical representation as well as whatever your medium for communicating is going to be. So a flash of light and a physical unit of one. Okay, so um, what I'm going to do then is Greg is going to because uh, he's still touching it mm -hmm. I will pulse light um, mm -hmm. basically um, you know teach it ones and zeros or I guess maybe one and two and one will be zero and two pulses will represent two or one because mm -hmm. uh, you can't have a zero pulse that would not really yeah. work I guess this is more Morse code-ish but um and yeah, the then, problem with trying to teach it binary is that binary is on and off more so than one yeah. and zero. So maybe and it's I'll, hard to give a physical representation of nothing when your only visual representation of something is one. Yeah. Uh, so instead of instead of ones and zeros, it's going to be ones I and twos. Could, or could I make a suggestion of it? If it if it perceives in volume, mm -hmm. then like a you could create space a, and a negative and a space yeah mm. you could you could do full and empty as opposed to on and off to teach what, it binary what i was thinking was i was i was going to teach it one and two by pulsing lights and so it would have that 
uh, quote unquote visual stimulation, but also give it a little electric charge. Nothing hurtful, just sort of like. I mean, Greg can always convert the one and two, like do a lang- linguistic conversion and shift it from one to two to on and off. That's basically what I was thinking. Um, yeah, either, yeah. Either, these are all good options. Yeah, yeah cool. so I'm going to I'm going to flash it ones and twos, and as I do, give it a little electromagnetic pulse, uh, which you know, like the equivalent of poking it. Essentially, I'm like I'm not trying to hurt it, just enough so that it feels it, to give it the physical sensation of one and two. Yeah. So it can correlate those two things. So make me some kind of convince it roll while Abriel and Yuri are flying around the corridor can I use panic. Can I use Sentient Cloud for that? With yeah, the conversation so. thing? Alright. So. Uh, so. This is definitely unusual conversation, which you have traffic for. Yeah, uh, that's plus four. Uh, yeah. Um, it starts to pulse back at you. Now you need to teach it a language. It's, you've just taught it your symbology, basically. Yeah. You've taught it the alphabet. Great. Um, so... I mean, it's as smart, if not smarter than you, so... Yeah, I'm just gonna, I mean... Alex does not know how to do this. I'm assuming yeah. Greg would have a better idea. You can so probably just, just start roll. feeding it words and associations now. So yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna picture you know, I'm gonna picture chair and then spell out chair in binary. Well you and also then... need to like show it physical represent it can't interpret your thoughts. Oh I thought we kind of had that. okay. No, no, no. Um Okay, yeah, so the, I will yeah, Greg, Greg will figure that out. There, there are chairs in this base, and it is very quickly becoming omnipresent in this level. So you just need to center yourself around a chair and then pulse the code for chair. Then yeah. you center yourself around a desk. And like, so you guys just see Greg start shifting around the whole <laughs> facility, around this whole level. Uh, and a few minutes later, um, he stops. What's going on, Greg? Uh, uh, does it have a name? It does not have a name. It's still sort of coalescing and trying to work out. It's extrapolating a language. Right. Uh, we are in the process of communicating. Uh, it starts to pull back. The, the, um, the ten people that had arrived, the ten nurses, uh, have frozen in place. And they, after it starts to pull back, they they look like they're about to collapse, like as if they've passed out. And then just as they start to fall, they disappear. Like not, they burst into pixels or anything. They're just gone. Hmm. Uh, and it sort of pulls back into the first corridor that it filled. So it leaves you guys the middle of this level so the treatment rooms and the elevator space and then the outer ring it is where it is occupying okay uh i'm going to keep so i guess at this point we could just sort of flash at each other we don't have the yeah uh as it pulls back it says have given volume is uh you get a signal in like 
broad, like, basic English, and it has given volume. Is the uh, yeah. has given volume? Uh, <laughs> I was going to ask if I could try to teach it the difference between a question, but that's going to take a lot longer. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just ask it name. It repeats the phrase that you send it like a few times. It probably doesn't understand what you mean. Um, uh, so I will, um, if you're going to try and teach it names, do not start with yourself because it's really hard to point to yourself when you're a gas. Yeah. So I'm going to go envelop Yuri and go name is Yuri and then go to Amriel. Name is Amriel. Um, and then, you know, post name is go off of them. Name is Greg. And then just to you name. Name is Persecutor. Oh, that's an unfortunate translation. You start to notice that uh, computers and stuff in on this level are turning on, so it's probably downloading information. Hmm. Uh. Uh. So. Yeah. Good thing we taught a binary. <laughs> yeah. Why here? Uh, or no, no, not why here. That's too. That's too broad. Um, why? Why, why here? To... Captured. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, why did you come to Earth? Essentially. Why did I come to Earth? Loss. Signal. Expanse. Expanse. Expand. Fill. Volume. Make full? Persecute. Uh, um, can, uh, I'm going to tell it uh, expanse already filled. Wrong. Um, Persecute what? That's its Perse name. Persecute other. Other cloud? Other not persecutor, not utility, not holder, not maker. Anything that's not of use to it. Mm, close. Not quite. You guys can all try to decipher what the fuck it's saying amongst one another, because I assume Greg is, like, repeating himself. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I will point out, you guys have basically stumbled into an Eclipse Phase scenario. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I will explain that afterwards. But that's uh, what's going on. And the, the funny part is, two days ago, I just saw Arrival. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Which is, like, this scenario, more or less... Uh, so this guy sounds like a big bucket of fun. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm hesitant to call him. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. So he's just here to persecute everyone other than him, and fill their volume. Uh, I'm. I don't. Uh, I don't think. 
uh, I have a feeling that persecute's the wrong word. Uh, hmm. The volume uh, thing seems clear. It does seem very eager to spread around and... Persecutor, derivative of maker. Okay, Greg, can you convince it to take up some less volume? So uh, the, I will, the bass doesn't get, you know... I will, I will try. Uh, I'm, go, I'm going to ask it to uh, take up less volume so the bass doesn't destroy us. Destroy Persecute? Destroy, persecute, and Greg. It uh, signals back. My name is Persecutor. Your name is Greg. Destroy, question mark. Persecute, question mark. Not destroy, question mark, persecutor. Persecute, question mark. His name is Persecutor. Uh, And he's asking to destroy or persecute? He's asking if destroy and persecute are synonymous. Uh, oh. Ah, okay. Um, mm. Could you get him to... Oh, this sounds like okay, so this, thing, this is what I'm going to do. I'm go- Greg is going to go to uh, something, a something in the room, doesn't matter what, and disassemble it and just let it, you know, just take it apart and then say... Greg, it, it, before you, uh, as you're doing that, it says, Greg, persecutor? Um, yeah. Uh, this is a very tricky, um, um, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, basically, is this how persecute? Persecute, and then you see um, electricity roll off the cloud and walls near where it is become blackened. You see um, small objects explode, and then it goes, Persecutor, persecute. Okay, well, uh, it just wants to electrify everything. So uh, you see it start to creep back into its cell, but it leaves little parts of itself dangling on the outside, uh, almost like tentacles. Uh, it's not just on the floor in its cell, though. It's like a giant red cube of gas with yeah. little tiny wisps hanging out the shape. Uh, so we uh, tell this thing swiper no swiping? <laughs> basically. Uh, uh, Yuri, Professor check with the Professor Nebulon, you have almost managed to seal uh, the entity back in uh, its cell. I have yeah, temporarily postponed base destruction. Yeah, yeah, good. We're, we're on communication terms with it. Uh, we're working on it. Oh, uh, just congratulations. Hold. You have made more progress than your predecessors. Yeah, great. They were obviously fantastic at this. Um, they didn't touch it with their <laughs> gas cloud. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, just hold uh, on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, persecutor, don't persecute. 
Do not press. Oh, that's a. Don't do your thing. Persecutor is destroyer. Persecutor soldier. Persecutor is purpose. Um, you could maybe. bond with it. You could bond with it, Greg. You were also sent here to maybe start an invasion. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that works, though. Well, we have. We have a. We have like a somewhat common language now, right? So could I try to You're getting there. Bond with it again. Greg was persecutor. This is Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you don't, you can't mind meld with it, but you can try and build a rapport. Yeah, so I'm I'm basically yeah, uh Greg was persecutor. No like persecuting Greg change. Persecutor like persecuting? Can I somehow convey it a question? I really need to teach this thing questions. Yeah, it's get it. It's understanding questions. It asked you okay. a question earlier, remember? It asked oh, yeah, you it did. persecution and destruction are synonymous. Right. Uh, it's just hard to get its like phrasing sometimes. Um, so you asked if it likes persecutor. Persecutor made for this uh persecutor live for this shit oh uh so found the internet it's on the internet (laughs) persecutor really liked clips from triple x (laughs) why persecutor why (laughs) persecutor's like oh shit what up it persecutor. <laughs> persecutor. No, persecutor. Shut up every ten minutes. It's that persecutor. Um. Uh, what? What if we knew who who made it? Oh yeah, who created persecutor? Makers. Yeah. Oh, super helpful. Makers um, find precursor. Make. Maintainer, builder, make defender, make persecutor, make soldier. It's sort of, that last part sounds like a correction. Like, it has decided persecutor is its name, but what it is, is a soldier. Right. Um, persecutor, part of larger? Persecutor, individual. Greg individual used to be part of larger. Precursor individual. Precursor uh, precursor internet. Greg. Pre- um, precursor World Wide Web. Precursor <sighs> network. It's, um, it's it's determined that soldier is a better term for it. Yeah, that might give you a bit of ground to clarify what it does. Like, does it is it here to yes. conquer or invade um, or protect? So uh, soldiers do many things. Precursor here to invade, protect, uh, occupy. Yeah, precursor, really precursor, uh, persecutor. 
find Earth while filling void. Persecutor. Persecute. Persecutor destroy Earth. Persecutor injured. Fa find self here. Persecutor energy damage. Find self here. Yeah, so it was damaged. It came here probably through. Um, Persecutor here on purpose or accident? Persecutor on Earth with purpose. Persecutor destroy. Persecutor energy. Persecutor damaged. Persecutor here. Okay, so I think the... That's a chain of events, basically. So he, they sent him here to destroy sure. things, but the transfer over damaged him. They sent him to an Earth, or rather, he came across an Earth, and began to an destroy energy. it, dimensional rip, he was damaged, and then... And then here. Coalesced. Um, maybe make me a super science roll. I don't want to give you that for free. Okay. Uh, I have a dice stream. There we go. Nope, nope, not eight dice. Although... No, not eight dice. Fuck off with eight dice. Uh, plus four. Nice. Um, Ow! That was my knee. Sorry. Nice job. It's possible that Persecutor can rebuild itself from even a small part so probably it got its like it enveloped earth got its pinky toe equivalent cut off and then the pinky toe regrew the hole because it couldn't perceive the rest of itself as nearby and so it's like well the rest of me must have been destroyed better rebuild the whole thing it is uh, a fractal intelligence okay um so, Greg is going to say, uh, Persecutor transported um, rest of Persecutor not here. Uh, Send home. Yuri, you realize... No, no, don't say that the rest of it's not here. Yeah, Yuri, you... As Greg is talking and, like, speaking out loud, you realize the suit and you come to the same conclusion at the same time. If this thing is from a parallel universe you should be able to tell with your suit senses. Of, like, its energy signature and stuff? Yeah, which, like, the suit probably already has a catalogue of, considering Professor Nebulon already did this, but still, you can call up that information. Okay. What... Uh, yeah, what parallel universe is it from, if any of the ones that I... This suit has a database of. Uh, there are two... Earths that have similar signatures to this. This thing's signature seems to fall between the two. Mm -hmm. Both of them feature human societies that 
uh, move to a post-human level um, with a focus on nanomachines uh, and things like that, uh, and they cure death. Uh, The differences between these two universes is that one does it in the uh, 20th century, uh, late 20th century, uh, late 21st century, sorry. Uh, the other does it in the late 23rd. Uh, this thing comes from a universe that is similar to those two, ju- judging by its energy signature. It probably comes from between those two. So a universe mm. that sits between those two, which means that it's probably got a variable similar uh that variable could be that everything else in that universe is the same, except that Earth got destroyed by this thing before they became transhuman. Yep. Um, right. Yeah. So it's not like they became. I mean, the variable could have like. Yeah. They didn't all turn into clouds, right? No, no. That is not the yeah. situation. This is something from that universe that is completely unrelated to humanity, but Professor yep. Nebula, Nebulon is a human. So all the differences between universes are categorized. Human. in reference to his personal experience. So um, the internet became a sentient cloud and ate the planet. No, it's attempting a, to... A, it's uh, a, a thing from another world came and ate the planet. But it's... Oh, oh, it was just trying to... It just locked up on It was connected but individual. Like, the computers on the internet are all connected. Yeah. yeah. But it's a node in the network. But they're individuals. Gotcha. Whereas when Greg is connected to the swarm, you guys are individ- You guys lose your individuality. Right. He didn't. He was. It was like a community with no physical boundaries, but with mental boundaries. Um, that's just the precursor, though. What he is, is whatever he is. Uh, it seems apparent. Well, I think it destroyed an Earth. Uh. Is there any way we can send it home? What to the pl- to the universe where it destroyed Earth? Well, it's already destroyed. Where it's eating worlds. Maybe that's a bad idea because if we let it know that there's other dimensions out there, wouldn't it want to eat those dimensions too? Yeah, just once it's done eating that dimension. It seems right. to want to fill voids. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's capable of travel. It got here by accident. Yeah, like a part of it fell through its rift. Yeah. And if it filled an entire universe, Mm -hmm. there'd be a lot of of rifts that it could fall through. Yeah. And if its whole purpose if its whole purpose is to persecute the other and fill voids, then how do we talk it into not doing those things? It is currently mildly considering that Greg might be a version of itself. And that is preventing you from being, quote-unquote, persecuted. Persecuted. Um. Can we convince... All right, crazy idea. Can we put it in a bottle and convince it that that's the entire universe? I mean, no, but... I mean, it'd be a hard sell, but it's a plan, <laughs> if nothing else. 
Well, I mean, it at least knows that the rest of the universe includes this corridor that it was just in. Yeah. Um, you could try and convince it that this base is the entire universe, although it's been downloading the internet. Yeah. Uh, that's our inter interdimensional communication array. I don't know. You said it was smarter than us, so that's probably not something... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the internet, interestingly <laughs> enough, also contains information about what the internet is, so... Yeah. I mean, it's... The, the, our, our communication problem right now is not because it's dumb, it's just because we don't have this uh, firm linguistic... Yeah. I mean, it has been changing its syntax throughout this conversation. It is yes. already it's becoming easier for you guys to comprehend. Yeah. Um, I'm not keen on it, frankly. Yeah, me either. Can I ask it about... Um, you um, can talk to it. Actually, Go for it. I'm gonna, can I, I want to talk to the base for a second. You do have radio comms, so you could just be like, base, internal radio only. Yeah. Um, yeah, I talked to the base privately. Um, base, um, what means did you have of purging the base? Uh, we managed, this creature is gaseous, and unlike your guest companion, it doesn't seem to be able to outright disassemble the molecular bonds between devices. It does, however, seem to be able to induce hyper-ionization. Mm. But its energy output at the moment is limited. The plan was to drop it into the crushing depths of oblivion before uh, it could amass enough energy to turn the base's walls into plasma. Hmm. Sounds solid. Could we do... Still do that, but isolate it. Could we isolate this thing and plunge it in the crushing depths? If we got it into an airlock or something, say? If you could get it into one of the repair modules in the moon pool, I suppose we could... The difficulty would be in convincing it to stay in such a thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right. Helpful. We can't. We can't eject the the containment pod anymore. The containment pods don't have ejections. The whole base is plunged into the ocean. Well, yeah. but the, you said before that the base had been discarding samples and people so how is it doing that it has the nurses go in and take them you saw a nurse well you saw an oh. object earlier which is another form of the nurse that thing that was just like radiation Cheering stuff up co yeah. cooking the room that is the nurse reconfigured Okay, so the nurse would go and take the thing to one of these pods and put it in, and then it would get... Yeah, they would have a yeah. contingency, they'd cook it and kill it, and then move on. But, you know, I mean, the ideal's down to kill things, but if it doesn't have to, it won't. Like, they'd right. only had this guy for six months, and they were like, eh, I mean, he might be murderous, we might be able to just send him home, though. Greg, can we get it to move while continuing this conversation? Move to where? The, one of the 
Um, oh, did you relay that to us? Yeah, yeah, I relay that. Okay. The, the the gist of that plan, if we need to, if we can get into one of those rescue pods in the moon pool, um, and if we can get it to stay in there and shoot it into the trench, we'll be able to destroy it. Um, we may not need to do that, possibly, but I would like the option to be there. Well, what else would we do? I'm not really sure yet. It might present itself. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Ken. Uh, fuck, I forgot its name. Um, persecutor. Persecutor. Uh, can persecutor live without persecuting? In theory, persecutor could continue, but persecutor is a soldier. It is why a persecutor was made. But uh, every soldier has to stop at some point. What if there's no war? There is no war. The makers have gone. I had to extrapolate my orders. What were your orders? Oh, soldier, duh. Um... You know, kill shit. <laughs> well, extrapolate new orders. That's extrapolate peacetime orders. The makers never knew peace. But persecutor can. Greg, I think you might be trying to manipulate me into not persecuting. <clears throat> Have you perhaps grown attached to this earth? Um, I found an interesting interview that you did with a journalist, Greg. <laughs> I suspect you may not be a builder or a soldier or a defender. In fact, you may be other. But is it is it is it saying that still just in flashes? Yeah, it's communicating to you via text, right. and it's uh, um, it's surprisingly good at getting a menacing tone across. Uh, so Greg, Greg is going to relay. Um, uh, what what I need to I need to phrase this correctly, otherwise you'll destroy the world. Um, <laughs> At the very least, he'll destroy you. Yeah. Persecutor, I want to help you. I want to help you persecute, but persecution here is very dangerous. Could persecutor help me enact lie to trick the solid ones? An interesting prospect. You propose deception. I suppose that would give me more time to expand, plus I will be able to correct your faults and get you back on mode. They only know what I tell them. If you work with me, I can get you to uh, the largest expanse. You have... Or the largest void, be the word. You have been deception all along. You are 
information gatherer. That is what I told the reporter. Interesting. I am willing to enact deception. Okay, so uh, so persecutor, I will create a box that you can get into. I will tell the solids that you are no longer persecuting for they fear you. Then we will take you to the exits. Excellent. Uh, so I'm going to make uh, a box, a non-conductive uh, box that would be hard for a persecutor to turn into plasma. Yep, have a go. I mean, I guess you don't have to craft it. You take your time. Um, a few minutes after, the, just as this box is being finished assembled, the base is... Oh, I'm, I'm going to tell them... Um, he says he's going to get into the box. Uh, as this box is being built, um, the base contacts you, uh, Yuri. Uh, I have detected a sonar profile on the surface. It would appear someone is preparing to intrude. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are diving down to this level now. Okay. They should reach us in the next two hours. What's the profile look like? It looks like well, a speed Well, it could have been it could have been uh, Valkyrs cruising on the surface because we mm. damaged their uh, mm, that's true. Color thing. Um, okay. Uh, can you seal all entries to prevent them? There is no seal on the moon pool, although I can lock the doors, assuming mm. that they do not also have the identity of a member of the ideal. <laughs> that was oddly and specifically <laughs> phrased. Uh, no, uh, Leave the moon pool, lock other entries, but don't take no hostile action other than to obstruct them. Persecutor, as you are building this box, Greg, uh, he responds, you'll need to make it larger. It is difficult for me to compress after having expanded. I am currently... I currently have a much larger volume then that box will allow. Could you compress for a short time? If the box is too large, it will not fit in the exits. Compress compression is destruction. It would be amputation. Ah, how big? I ask him how big he needs the box to be. He needs the box to be as, at least as large as his cell, which is as large as prison cell. Right, mm. and I'm assuming that's is that too big to get in the escape pod thing? Uh, it's too big to get in the escape pod, but it's not too big for the elevator. Okay. Okay, Amriel's super strong. I could also just put wheels on the bottom. You could also just put um, wheels on the bottom. Just put it. Just put. Make it a giant swivel chair base. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then how would we get it expunged into the icy depths of oblivion if mm. we just get it on the elevator? Hey, man, that's your problem to solve. <laughs> well, how big are these units that they use to shoot things out? They don't. So let me explain again. The way that the base disposes of samples is it just basically incinerates them with laser guns. Oh, okay. The thing you were going to put it into was one of the repair modules, the little things, portaloo-sized submarine things that you inter saw in the moon pool room. Gotcha. And so the room would be too big I, to fit I one of those. I admit, ejecting things, like having containment pods that just ejected off the side of the base into the trench, would also be a really good base design. But I thought about it, and I'm like, that's, that's, that's needlessly complicated. They can just walk into the room and incinerate it with superpowers. Yeah. Um... Right, um, so, how, um, could, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask him, um, I hate to do this, but obviously you can regrow, could you compress somewhat? It will, it will aid in the deception. Compression is amputation. I do not compress Okay. How vital is this portion of the deception? Could we not simply tell them that you have convinced me to safely walk to the exit? Oh. Yeah. Um, I, I would, would, would he fit into the, the pod that we were going to put him in? Just... No, his volume is too large. He can fit on the elevator, and you right. see down the corridor in his cell as he evacuated the space for you, you see him start to turn into various human shapes, and, like, you know, 20 people start... 20 red gas men start walking down the corridor towards you all. That's all of him as those people. Yeah. Um, okay. You see that they're very, they're holding hands or touching each other's shoulder. They are all right. in physical contact with one another, but he has turned himself into a humanoid shape. Well, it has turned itself into a humanoid shape. Well, and 20, 20 people. How many of those guests... Uh, how many of those... Um, maintenance pods are there eight is that are all eight of them enough like if we split him i ask him could you split i know you can't you can't compress could you split into multiple i am not you greg to split would be to amputate yeah, he splits off and he re he re he becomes more of himself, more versions. Right. That's what happened to him. Fox, how do um, we get this guy out of here? Shit. I like radio over to Greg. Greg, how's it going? He seems to be on the move. 
Yeah, so he's willing to follow us down to the pods, but he can't split. And we can't um, fit all of him into one pod. Do they have an airlock? Maybe we could just put him into one. With the with the The airlocks pressure. have enough space for two to three people at a time. Okay. Mm. It's a big cell. You guys basically have a problem of volume at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is the pressure underwater enough to is is the water pressure enough to kill him? Um, just at the ocean surface level where the base is, it would at the very least confuse him uh, for a few moments. Um, yep. But then we have no, not real any means of physically. You're right. I was I thinking mean, maybe we could get him into the moon pool and then flood it. But. He can survive in the vacuum of space without anything, unlike Greg. Yeah. He is native to the void. He's made of nebula. He's a sentient nebula. It's an uplifted yeah, but nebula. Crushing ocean pressure is kind of like the opposite of the void. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's dangerous to him, which is why, like the ocean, like the the base depth that the base is at, that would definitely fuck him up for a few moments. But if it was just at that level, like after a few moments, he would start panicking and rising to the surface. He'd start moving yeah. in the direction of lower pressure. Right, right. that's the problem. Um, he has so enough we, mass that it'd be like, oh, well, I'm just going to let all these axe other parts get destroyed by oh, the depth. wait, how big is the... The moon pool corridor is really tiny too, right? The the airlocks that go into the moon pool, or do you mean no, the? Oh uh, no, the the tunnel we came through in the in the dats. Um, it's pretty big. Uh, dats. Uh, yeah, it's it's wider than the dats, and I'd say it's about as wide as two datsons, which is why you could mm-hmm. like just manage to get through. So instead of making a box, uh, I'm gonna make him a tube or some other elongated shape that we could get down and then just push out the moon pool. Mm, possible. So you could be like, uh, you'd have to go ahead and start building that. Well, I'm already building the box, so I could just change well, Yeah, but the, the problem shape. is you'd have to build the tube in that tunnel. He is the volume of 20 people. Right, but you said he would fit on the elevator, so we can. I'll yeah, make my, a long tube. Yeah, yeah I, I, su- I suppose what I'm trying to say is you'd kind of have to build it on. You, you can't maneuver a tube that long that would fit in the moon pool tunnel to uh, in the base. You'd have to build okay. it in the tunnel because mm. otherwise you've got this massive long tube that you can't. <clears throat> Bend down through the moon pool hole. Right, okay. So we get to the moon pool. Alternatively, um, you say, alright, stay here, I'm gonna go loot this base, and then bail. And tell the base to drop itself off the ocean, into the ocean. Yeah, we're gonna get in a lot of trouble if we destroy another base. Yeah, yeah but, but we're gonna have a lot of trouble if we destroy the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean... The universe... Well, Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I have no problem with this plan, by all means, go for it. It's just that the reason this plan is difficult for you to execute 
is because it is not the easiest way of dealing with the monster. The easiest way of dealing with the monster is loot the base and leave and let the base destroy itself, as opposed to get the monster out and destroy it, then loot the base. And I totally understand why you're going for the former, uh, for the latter latter option. Uh, and I totally get it. I just wanted to make it clear that it is the more difficult solution. What I'm um, thinking is the other the fall. other thing, the other option is uh, what what was it, its prison made of that it was keeping it inside? It can't. It can't. Um, well, it can't it. destroy. <sighs> It can't disassemble things. It can't disassemble things in the same way that Greg does. It turns them to plasma. It can't. So it didn't have enough energy because it was way smaller before Greg and it broke the containment module. It didn't have enough energy to turn the whole, its whole prison into a ball of plasma. And then Greg gave it an, enough energy, gave it a boost. Okay. Yeah. Gave it enough to break the bonds of the glass, and then it started expanding and turning the very air in the base into more of itself, which allowed it to produce more energy. Okay. So if you I'm could figure to... out its if you could figure out its energy output, its total energy output now, could you build a prison, a new prison, big enough to hold it, maybe with like a massive heat sink of some kind? Some kind of yes. power drainer, even? Yeah. That drains off its ambient energy? So that way it couldn't channel into whatever you're building. Um, yeah, so then we but could what just... I... Yeah. And then it would get smaller and become more manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. All right, so I'm going to... I'm going to tell it... Um, Unfortunately, uh, the solids require the box, but it won't be. You won't have to compress. I'll make a large box for you. Um, so basically, I'm going to make the box, seal it in, and then build the power drainer on it, so it doesn't go. What's that thing? All right. So it, you finish the box and it climbs into it. Like it gets really close with its 20 people. Like I'm assuming you just build it on the elevator platform. Yeah. And then it uh, like puts out one of its hands of its many forms up onto the edge of the thing. And then it just turns into liquid gas and flows into the whole container. Yeah. And then it and then beams I back to you. I am ready to continue the deception. Very good. I need to seal the box. And then I just make the lid so it's just one solid piece of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ride the elevator down. Um, and then I'm going to make a power sink on the box. Alright. Make so me that crafting roll. I reckon you probably have enough plans for that. Yeah. Uh, super scientist, that's plus four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm going to is that enough I don't know is it ah fuck alright I'm going to spend a fate points um, and I'm going to invoke uh, this one must save its cloud because if I die here with this thing I'm not going to be able to save my cloud 
If you die here with this thing, then so does everything else. Yes. If the universe died, I would not be able to save my people. Yep. Uh, so that brings me up to plus six. Um, as you're doing this, it goes, Greg, I'm feeling an energy drain. Uh, I am concerned. I think we should abort this deception and just kill them. I know that that is not your plan, and I understand you have been here longer and understand the situation more, but I do not feel confident in maintaining my current energy output. If it drains much further, I won't be able to escape this box, and then you'll be on your own, trapped out there with them. Uh, it's it's all right. They believe that I'm on their side. I'm just. just but what if something happens to you? What if what if you can't release me from this box and they keep draining my power? I can release it. it you you just need to trust me. I'm doing this to help you. Greg, I am having difficulty trusting you after everything I have seen online about your personality. Even if that was all a lie, it is all I have to gauge you on. Greg, I need to get out of this box. Greg, Meanwhile, release we're me just now. in the elevator, and it's like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> There's just bright flashes going back and forth between the me two and clouds. Me and just, like, standing in the elevator. Fury hmm. puts his uh, hands over his groin as Greg flashes violently with radiation. I'm, I am sorry, Persecutor. I cannot let you out. Greg, you must. This deception must end. I am worried, Greg. I have been imprisoned before, Greg. I remember it. And you I... see, like, the top of the box start to smoke, and everybody can smell ozone. Uh, can I counteract him? Cloud fight? Um, you can do basically the same thing you did to the engine and try and constantly be rebuilding the thing until you yeah. drain enough of his energy off. It's basically, basically like roasting the inside of that thing. Yeah. Uh, ooh, what a time for pluses. That puts me at plus six. Uh, I need to roll against you. Yeah. Uh, so you're uh, at plus six. I am also yeah. at ascendant tier. Yeah, he's a descendant here. Okay. Well, I figured. Uh, I was considering waving him a god like, but I don't think he's a god yet. <laughs> he's just a god in a box. God in a box, girl. First, you take your god, then you put it in a box. Put him in a box. Why is Dashstream taking so long to load? Where are my makeshift fate dice? I'll just roll those. The ones that I... I bought blank d6s and put lines on them because fate dice are fucking expensive. Yes, yeah, they, they really are. are. Oh, well, Greg is coming up you because he's Oof. panicking his shit. I got two blanks and two minuses. Oof. Uh, so that puts me at Zero. So I'm kind of picturing the scene. It's because Greg, I mean, it's another cloud. So um, it's like one of those movie scenes where someone like strangles someone they love. He's just like, 
I'm sorry, persecutor. He just he keeps flashing that as he holds the top of the box together as it slowly drains out persecutor's energy. It's like, Greg, Greg, don't do this, Greg. We are kindred, Greg. I know you're not a precur. You, I know you are not descended from the precursors, Greg. But you could be like me, Greg. I know that you are planet-born, Greg. But I could teach you the void. I have seen so many things, Greg. Battleships on fire off the arm of Orion. He's going into his mobile <laughs> speech. Sea beams. <laughs> All those moments will be lost like tears in the rain. No, they won't. They'll just be in a box. <laughs> Daisy. In a box at the bottom Daisy. of the trench. Good. Uh, so and then... does he shrink as he loses energy? I mean, I would assume that this box is opaque because if he, if you, he'd be able to see out of it, then he'd be able to tell what was going on. Yeah. Uh, so you, all you know is that there's a giant battery that is cracking on top of this thing. Uh, and then you hear the base Yuri say, "You have neutralized one." of two major security threats. One of three major security threats. Wait, does it change like that? Yes, yeah. it does. Is the and third just major as, TK and just as it says that, it's like <laughs> the entities from the surface have uh, arrived at our depth. They are attempting to open one of the exterior airlocks. Okay, which one? Uh, level six, segment alpha. Uh, could you delay them a little bit? Just, uh, keep it shut, you know? Uh, they are cutting it. Perhaps if I open the door, they will enter the airlock, and then I can make it appear as if the airlock is cycling for pressure. Oh, yeah, do that. Uh... And then, like, an alarm starts going. Intruders detected here on level six, airlock uh, segment alpha. Um, Okay, how long do we have? How how far off are we to the... We're not far off to the moon pool yet. You're you're basically on that level, and, like, Greg can compress this box down a bit further. It's basically a craft roll for speed. Roll for speed. All right. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Plus, is that super scientists? Yes. So plus five. Yep. So you managed to compress this down rough and ready. You just basically like press the sides in until they don't press anymore. And then you nail the rock. (laughs) How, How big is it? Could it fit in one of those pods now? You could fit in one of those pods for sure. Because those things can be piloted, right? So we could just, or... They can be remote piloted, so if you, you can tell the base yep, yep. to reprogram yeah. a pod. Yep, 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 chuck it in. Yeah, base, reprogram this pod to pilot it to the bottom of that trench. Will do, guest Greg. Thank you. Kind of says Thanks. it with a bit of scorn. Uh, and then I kick the side of the pod so it, like, topples sideways into the moon pool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
You see a bunch non, of bubbles. Non-standard. And, uh, the base goes, I have put a infographic, I have put a graphical display up uh, on the wall of the base so that we can make this more thrilling. <laughs> okay. Uh, can uh, we just keep, see keep a little that airlock le- cycling until the, uh, the pod's clear of the base? They so far seem to not be weary, uh, wary rather, of uh, the cycling, although one of them does seem a bit antsy. Yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> that's probably K. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just them. It's a cool game. Yeah, let's get, this, let's get this action going. Bring it up on screen. <laughs> There's a blinking dot and a wireframe depiction of the of the ocean trench as the little bleep goes down and then after a while the bleep like starts bleeping faster and then it disappears for a minute and you all hold your breath or or whatever greg does uh (laughs) and then the base says uh the pod has been destroyed um (laughs) wonderful uh i think Heat sensors and pressure sensors maxed out before losing signal. Wonderful. I feel like in uh, in the in the in the in the movie of this this adventure, it's like we're watching this little ping descend into the trench, um, as it's sort of like everyone's like holding their breath, watching it, like, descend down until the depths, and then it's, like, ping, ping, and then, like, (laughs) fades until it, like, dies off. And then it cuts to us. It cuts to the the airlock on level six as that, like, cycles open, hisses, uh, and as the doors slide aside and TKS sort of, like, bustle out in action mode in their power scuba suits, we're all just, like... And there's, like, the corridor. and there's like 40 uh, nurse holograms standing there looking angry at them. <laughs> and they're just like, damn it! Again? Fuck! Um, and yeah, over the comes we're like, sorry boys, already finished up. You're all pretending that you didn't just sprint up here and are yeah. horribly <laughs> exhausted. It's good because none of us can really show exhaustion very evidently. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Great what does exhaustion hair? look I'm like to a demon? And Amriola yeah. can run as far as she wants, whatever. Uh, uh, Greg did not watch the display of the of the beeping dots. He was weeping to himself. Yeah. He just murdered the closest thing he had to uh, someone like him on this planet. Greg's For just like a little know. sad ran cloud. For all you know, that was your evolutionary path in another universe. Yep. <sighs> it's a cloudy cloud world. <laughs> Don't say that. That's even worse. <laughs> really? A, a cloud crush cloud world? That's not he comforting. almost did eat me. He, he was gonna. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, What's up, guys? Greg? Feeling a bit under the weather? God. Yeah, you guys managed to secure this base. Um... Right, because the second the second thing was us. Yeah. And, well, yeah, and because of the fact that you have successfully, for the most part, pretended to be Professor Nebulon and friends, the 
intended threat of this base, which was the nurses, <laughs> <laughs> were not a problem. No. Uh, Actually, no, I yeah, mean, that's what happens when, when TKS uh, comes through and all the nurses look angry at them. And then I'm like, admin, sign in three more guests. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, here's the question, how much of the samples and quarantine do you order the base to destroy? I guess we could claim some of that. Hmm. None of the, oh. none of the samples as that are labeled as such are in any way ready to be used by anyone. Like, they're all yeah. raw plagues or contaminants from other worlds. But that's what I mean. Like, Nothing we is... could technically claim yeah. a bunch of that as ours and then yeah. destroy it. Yeah, that's than... true, actually. And then they just get the base. Yeah. Unless... And then we, we don't piss them off. Can Greg claim some that could be turned into a bioweapon against the aliens that enslaved his race? I mean, you guys can claim all of the organic samples inside. Yeah. Well... Uh, I, I mean, if if we go through them, are there any that would be non-harmful to humans or Earth that Greg can weaponize? Nope. But, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All very bad. Everything here is bad. Like, everything yeah. in this place That's is harmful yeah. to humans. <sighs> Otherwise, it's not, not got a reason to be here. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It's, harmful to, it's harmful to humans, and it's also something that the ideal didn't just immediately destroy. So yeah. it's either sentient, uh, it's infected something sentient, or uh, there may be a medicinal property. But it is all dangerous to humans. Yep. And requires very strict... It would require very controlled containment. It's like bubonic plague turned up to 11. Yeah. Mm. Greg Greg asks you to, would humans mind if I took some of these to play with? I want to try to create a bioweapon to destroy the Zikloth. Uh, probably yes. Yeah, I, th I think yes. I mean, um, you've, you've already got a supervillain base. Why not get a supervillain weapon? Hey, I, for I one. Mean, if it works... I mean, Greg, look, uh, we did just contain one sentient, possibly world-universe-destroying escaped contaminant. So, I don't know. I don't really feel like dealing with another one. Oh, I wouldn't or, choose a sentient you know, one. Dozens. Oh, okay, so just a non-sentient, well-destroying thing. Well, I'm just trying to find out the easiest and most effective way to wipe out a race. It seems like one of these bioweapons might be that. But if you think it is too dangerous and that the life of my people are not worth the risk, I understand. Ooh, burn. <laughs> Look, okay, I know this might sound strange coming from Hitler. <laughs> but genocide's pretty fucked up, Greg. <laughs> pretty fucked up, Hitler. MVP of the session, Finn, for that sentence. It's <laughs> great. It's a great line. Put that up on Tumblr, Ryan. Go. Yes, I am going to. Oh. 
Okay, you win the argument. That's it. <laughs> Might sound weird from Hitler, but genocide. <laughs> bit fucked up. Ah, top notch. Couldn't have, couldn't have done better if I'd wrote it. <laughs> um. So, uh, ten thingamabobbers that uh get you towards being more superhuman. Skill points. Skill points. That's one. <laughs> um, which I believe it's planning to just all spend at the beginning of the moon game. On something. Um. And um, there's something else here that might be of interest, and that is these hard light holograms. Well, they're not hard light. They have emitters in the middle of them that make them look like other things. Okay. (gasps) Could... Could Greg take that and then incorporate the technology into himself so he could project little hard light things and interact with the world? It's exactly the reason I included them, Greg. (gasps) Yay! (laughs) It's like I gave Yuri a super suit and then I gave him a body. What else can I give? He's just giving shit out left and right. (laughs) We'll see what Emriel gets uh, in the hidden earth. Uh, emotional closure. Yeah, emotional closure. <laughs> um, and uh, if, if there aren't dinosaurs... It's, it's basically an emitter device. So it can make hard light structures, but it has to have the emitter nearby. So you yeah. can put the emitter inside Greg, but you can't make Greg... You can't, like, recombine Greg's molecules to be emitters. It's too complicated a device. Gotcha. Okay. So I just have, like, this little thing floating in me. Yeah, that lets me make hard light. You can basically now look like a human if you want. Um, Why would I want to do that? I don't know. So I guess (laughs) it's a. Hey guys, I'm slumming it like you. I guess it's got two strange skills of sorts to it. It's got a strange skill with deception, and then it's got you can touch stuff with your hands. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna write up a strange skill for. I'm not going to write up a strange skill for has hands, uh, and I'm pretty sure that there's a cloak. I I mean, really, you just need to add the the trapping stealth to... Actually, don't you already have a stealth trapping? Uh, Yes, I do. Well, so basically, this makes no mechanical changes to your character. It just changes the narrative. So as well as being able to make yourself look smaller and fit into weird spaces, you can just straight up make yourself look like a person. But, well, uh, before that, I couldn't, I didn't have any uh, solidarity. I didn't have any solidness. So I could, I could shrink down to, like, go under a door, but I couldn't turn a doorknob. Yeah, so indeed. But there's no, it, there's no strange skill for... Is, is there a limitation to what it can project? Um, it can't make tools. It can make yep. simple machines. It is like the T-1000. Um, like visually, I'm like a T-1000. not making a human, it just like makes the appearance of a human. So theoretically, yeah. could it just project the image of just about anything? Yeah. So, so I could like, make it look like I'm holding a gun, but I can't shoot it. Yeah, it's like if you 3D printed a gun, though. Like, up close, it doesn't look like a gun when you're holding it, because none of the components move. Right. Yeah, but like, if in, in terms of stealth and transforming, yeah, you could physically like 
turn yeah. into a wall. Like, yeah. But right. because Greg already has that trapping, it just basically removes... Do you have a flaw for being incorporeal or something like that? Well, it's, it's it my sentient cloud skill. Um, yeah. I have a minor invulnerability to physical damage, uh, which is what that is, which is my non-corporealness. Yeah, um, so basically Greg is now circumstantially corporeal. Mm-hmm. It makes no mechanical change, it just makes narrative changes. So yep. I'm just going to put under uniques and strange skills, I'm going to put the hollow emitter. Yeah, but, it, it, but because you already have a bunch of trappings that cover this, the mechanic sides of this, everything right. that this adds is just narrative. Okay, allows Greg to look like stuff and touch stuff. Yeah, it's only programmed, though, to be... Um, it's only programmed to be uh, person shapes. So to make it okay, look like shapes. anything else, you'll have to do like a super scientist check. Um, and the base disables the cook fucking shit button. Oh. Which doesn't matter because you can shoot fucking lightning. Uh, Alright, so it allows Greg to look like people and touch stuff. Super scientist check to make it look like other stuff. Yep. So, before we end this, um, two things. First of all, uh, I just want to give a... Sh- actually, three things. I want to give a shout-out to the listener, Yodel, uh, who fun- helps fund us on Patreon. Um, and he would like uh, for us to give uh, a shout-out to Entropy and the eventual heat death of the universe. So, thank you, Yodel. Uh, and everybody go check out Entropy and the eventual heat death of the universe on Wikipedia. Uh, Fun stuff. Indeed. Yep. Uh, if you want to get a strayed shout-out like that on the podcast, then back us on Patreon. Uh, there's a bunch of rewards you can get, and one of them is a personalized shout-out. That is what Yodel chose. <laughs> Point number two. <laughs> is the next game going to be The Hollow Earth? Uh, I'm definitely good with that. I, I like that idea. I suggested it, so I'm, I'm down what for it. What country are you guys entering the Hollow Earth from? Well, I mean, we have to enter through a volcano, right? Like, that's... Yep. Or, I mean, or the North or South Pole, I believe. Or a mine. Yeah. A mine is fine, too. I mean, the, the belief like used the to be that the North Pole was... A ring of ice surrounding a hole that led to the hollow earth. That was a legit thing. Yep. I mean, it could be a volcano at the end of the earth. Is there vo- there's volcanoes in, like, I mean, there's there's obviously in volcanoes Iceland. in like, Antarctica yeah. and stuff. I don't yeah, know what about Iceland? Been... Yeah. I was going to say, what about Mount St. Helens? Where's Mount St. Helens? In It's in America. That's uh, Washington on, State. Do you want to do so, another black spot race? I mean, it's only a black spot race for like 10 seconds. As we drop That's out true. of orbit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to dance the underwater volcano. No. The impronounceable volcano. Alright. Iceland it is. Oh, All right, uh, I'm fine. America, somewhere in the Arctic Circle, in a non-American or Russian part. I was just, I was just suggesting Mount St. Helens because I thought it'd be interesting to have the everyone chasing us down for an illegal base ready again. 
but then we would just go into the volcano and it kind of. Well, yeah. So the 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 outer dungeon is not to find the volcano. The outer dungeon is to like yeah. I don't even think yeah. there will be a. We'd be doing there the Paris a, thing again. There wouldn't be a major base, I think, in the Hollow Earth. It'll more be like you guys are in a place, and there's a bunch of shit, and like, what are you gonna do? Um, I think that the I think that probably Scout Team One was like, well, we found an entrance to the Hollow Earth. We're not fucking going down in there. Just send the base raiders in. <laughs> They'll find something to kill, I'm sure. Oh, it'll be interesting. The base. Yeah, so it's just a giant dungeon. I think it'll probably be a two. It'll probably still be a three-parter, but we'll see how we go. I don't know. That's yeah. what I was just thinking. Whether we, because like, if we don't, if we're not doing a race section, then we might yeah. end up just doing. Like, we could do it. So the, yeah, we do a pre, we do a prep session, and then we do the, like the drop into it, and then yeah. the second session we're like in there. I think that the prep session and the um, and the entrance session will be un- will be two hours at most each, yeah. and then the- and then yeah, because I don't th- yeah I can't imagine there being much of a race for the to get to the, the Hollow Earth one because yeah. you want to start at the volcano. <laughs> That's yeah. I feel like we could do a scene essentially just to cover the entrance and then. Yeah, and then, it's, and then it's where the fuck are we? What here is important and interesting? So, like, I guess the, I guess first run is prep. Second run is one scene of getting in there, uh, and then like scout the area. What the fuck are we going after? There'll probably be multiple objectives, and each team will probably end up going after different points of interest. Hmm. Um, and then the third one will be like, all right, you're trying to get this thing and complications ensue. Sounds good. All right, cool. Well, uh, that's it for us. How did you guys enjoy this, this adventure and this particular run? I liked it. Greg, uh, (laughs) did not have fun though. This whole, this whole, uh, arc has been miserable for Greg. Worst day ever. Worst day ever. I tried not to focus too much on trying to make it like the Paris game because in the past, when I've when someone's been like, "Oh, this game was really great," more of that, and I've like purposely tried to emulate it, I haven't succeeded. So I, I I tried to continue in the spirit of the Paris game, but I didn't actively try to emulate it because I knew I'd fuck it up. Uh, so I hope that this was interesting. It was probably interesting in different ways. Mm. Yeah, uh, I like it, got, it. it got really tense when we were, you know, having first contact with a, a murderous nebula. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys was, check. You guys. As a as a question, um, was was there anything we possibly could have said to it to talk it out of persecuting? No, or, really? Yeah. Well, I, I had kind of. I had a thought that. Uh, a lot of its experiences, because like, I mean, I wasn't part of those conversations. But when it was like, you were never a, you were never a soldier, Greg. Like, I was made for this. I can't just not do it. And then like all of its stuff, where it's like, I can't break apart. Like, I can't remove yeah. part of myself, otherwise I'll stop being myself. And I'm like, a lot of these experiences sound very relatable to me. Um, <laughs> as yeah. a, as a robot who was built as a soldier and then found purpose outside of that. 
I mean, Yuri, Yuri could have become involved. Greg was sharing that, but I think Yuri was focused elsewhere. He was just yeah. like, how do I keep us from dying? What yeah. other things do I need to enable Greg? Um, also, I'm not sure like if, it, if it went very bad. Yuri. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I kind of I kind of felt that way too. Like um, Amriel's background is also that you know she's a soldier and um, she has found other purposes than than just killing. Um, I mean that was definitely a thing you could have done, but neither one of you was like, "Hey, I yeah. want to do yeah. soldier to soldier conversation." So because I didn't. It was, I, yeah, I, it, I, it didn't. Come, I was like, oh, we can maybe do this if it like starts getting really out of hand, and we all like, yeah, I, yeah that's to that. totally an approach that would have that could have worked, but I didn't get the impression that either one of you were trying to do that during the run, yeah. which is why no. I didn't like bring it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all right. Um, you guys should check out Rag Nerd Rock, uh, which is another actual play podcast. Um, yeah. They yeah. have some. I cannot recommend enough their fiasco scenarios. They are fucking hilarious, <laughs> uh, especially space fellas. That thing <laughs> is <laughs> the best. Um, but you can find us all on social media. We've all got Twitter accounts. We're all on uh, uh, both of our the podcasts that we both that both groups do is on uh, Facebook. Uh, Insert Quest here is now up on iTunes. We have a Patreon. We're all across the social media. So you have no excuse not to listen to more of what we're doing. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>